Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Welcome back to the session, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome me back. It's it's a real session, the session, not the pandemic session, not the sort of session, not the Zoom across the world session. This is the first live in studio session that we have done uh, in in over in over two years, I think it is. So I'm really excited to be back. Um, it's kind of a new format, newish show. Same pandemic, uh, but I'm I'm really excited to be back here, and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you all about all the things that we're gonna do, um, and and it's it's just fun to be here, and I've got I've got guests today, I've got in studio guests, real humans in a room with other humans, and um, my guests today are uh, Jackie and Ryan Fields from Wild Fields Brewhouse. I'm really excited to have them here. Um, we're gonna learn all about their story. Um, we're going to commiserate a little bit about uh, the pandemic. Um, not too much because we want to just get to talking beer, but you know you got to hear a little bit of it. Um, and and my special, my very special co-host. What a what a fitting uh, guest to have back in the studio for for my what I think is kind of like a first show again. And he did my other first show ever with me. Uh, Mr. Chris Graham from from More Beer is here today, and so I'm excited to have everybody here. And we're just gonna we're gonna get right to it. Chris, thanks thanks for being here, man. I appreciate wow, you. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. good to be back in the studio. Right? It's weird. <laughs> Doing real things. Yeah, being with real people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Ryan and Jackie, welcome. Uh, thanks for being here also. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, stoked to be here. Uh, you know, I, I'm sending out invites as, I've, um, as I'm taking back over the show. And, and in every invite, I, I, it's, the invites are so different now because I have to say, um, look, I, I really want you to come in the studio. So I hope you're okay with that. You have to be vaccinated. Uh, we're doing everything as safely as we can. But honestly, I know I'm going to get some guests who just, you know, aren't comfortable with that anymore. And that's okay. Um, I will get back to doing some shows over Zoom and, you know, for guests that, that can't make it. And that's okay. But for as much as I can, at least for the next couple months, I'm trying my best to have guests in here because I just I want that old feel. I want that kind of normalcy back to the show. And so uh, that's the plan. Oh, by the way, since you haven't heard from me in two years, I'm Justin Crosley. I'm your host uh, mm-hmm. again. Uh, and uh, JP, of course, has been doing a great job uh, handling the shows for me um, during COVID. And I just want to talk about that a little bit um, to let you know wh- why I've been gone. I get a lot of messages. Uh, have I retired? Did I die? 
Um, I am fairly high on the death pool, uh, so people were worried about that. Um, but I am alive. Uh, it's a pretty short answer. I have had to work um, pretty much all the time to keep the hop grenade, my, my bar, alive. So basically, once all this hit back in you know 2020, um, my bar got shut down and I laid everybody off and um, I had to, you know, just kind of run things to, to keep us alive. And I'm, I'm thankful and, and happy to say that we are alive and, and doing well. Um, we did just have our, our first like shutdown for a few days due to close contacts with COVID. Amazingly, it took two years for that to happen. I'm, I'm really surprised about that. Um, but anyhow, um, things are starting to settle enough. It's always a roller coaster, which we'll talk about today with everybody in the room. Um, but they're settled enough now that I'm getting back in the seat here uh, of, of this show, of the session. So we'll be doing a bunch of them from here in the studio. I'll also uh, later on be getting back out on the road like I was supposed to do for 2020 and do shows from breweries um, from around the country. I won't be able to do like a year-long thing like I had planned originally because of, of the bar, but we're going to get out there a little bit. Um, in fact, I'm even trying to plan little excursions with the more beer guys. We want to go do weird stuff like brew in a river and, and, and do some adventure Perfectly shows. Perfectly normal. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I've already done test batch one for that, by the way. Oh, you have? Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so a lot to do today. And in fact, we're going to do some old school stuff. We've got some things to give away. Um, Wild Fields brought me some stuff. And, you know, if we get a couple beers in Chris Graham, he always gives stuff away. Uh, so we're just going back to plan A with you. you know, <laughs> That's exactly just, it. It worked. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what can I do to make the show one exciting? Oh, bring Chris Graham in and give him beer. <laughs> so we're going to do that. This thing for free? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, the, the pandemic has been interesting for, for everybody. And I just wanted to spend a little time in the beginning uh, just talking about that. Um, now, as a brewery, uh, w- when did you guys open? When did the Wild Fields open, Ryan? Uh, we opened December 2019. Okay. So, <laughs> perfect, you snuck it timing. right in. <laughs> Just right in there. We did open before the pandemic, which was... I don't know if that was a blessing or a curse. Yeah, right. It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, just to get all of that stuff done, kind of hit the ground running, but then come to a halt, right? Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, we have a big operation. We have the brewery and the bar, but we also have a full commercial kitchen. So oh, right. getting a full commercial kitchen and brewery, everything kind of synchronized and staff so, trained. And three months, we were finally starting to come to that, like, okay, people know what they're doing and the lists are finally sure. right. And and then you just say, hey guys, sorry, we're, we're out of here. Yeah, just close. Yeah, we just yeah. went like full open to full close <laughs> that day in March. I think it was the day after the NBA shut down. We're just mm-hmm. like, okay, sorry guys. like. We yeah, have to, we literally have to lay off every single person yeah. tomorrow, which is just a terrible, terrible feeling. Um, and I was able to talk about that. We did some pandemic shows where we discussed that, and um, yeah, just a terrible feeling to have to do that. Now, let me ask you this though, because um, we sell a lot of your cans of beer. What were cans on the agenda mm-hmm. right when you opened, or did that was that a COVID uh, shift for you guys? Yeah, that was definitely a shift. I okay. mean, we always yeah. wanted to do the canning program, but it definitely got a major, major boost because of this. I and mean, there is some other, like, little silver linings, too. We got to really just, like, stop after being open for three months, analyze the entire business structure oh, yeah. and the menu and everything and just kind of uh, sure. really kind of re- 
revamp. Stuff. And we got to do that three times. Yeah, so, okay. you know, yeah. Lots feel, of practice. Yeah. It feels like we've ran like six different businesses in the last couple of years. Right. You know, that's a fair point, though, about it being a silver lining, because it is something you we normally would never have gotten mm-hmm. to do. Um, and even those of us who, who stayed like we stayed, we just we were closed for a couple of days and then just started doing to go sales. With a lot of time on our hands, though, because it's not like to-go sales just flying out the door. And yeah, you analyze your business up and up and down and left and right when you have that. So I, that is a blessing in disguise. You guys are probably a healthier company now, uh, you know, be, or at least at least a longer, uh, a shorter learning curve than yeah. than having to just stay busy. My joke is we got fifteen years of industry experience yeah. <laughs> in our own business yeah. in about a year and a half immediately. Um, but you know, it just it was such a bummer. We had held. Ryan finally had all the tanks full, every single tank, serving tanks, fermenters, everything right. was full, busting at the seams. Oh, no. And we closed, and we didn't know what to do because we didn't want to, even for two months, that's not the beer we wanted people to think was our beer. Yeah. So we borrowed a 22-ounce bottling line, a forehead bottling line from okay. um, Dunbar Brewing, who is now retired, and he had 22-ounce bombers, and we just started bottling everything we could and right. hand-labeling and wholesale like just selling it for dirt cheap just, just hustling it out, the it out there yeah we had so much beer in we march so much beer. we had finally got up to 20 beers on tap that was like my max <laughs> i was like okay we got to 20 beers on tap yeah so much beer now we gotta sell it and then <laughs> <laughs> luckily a lot of people wanted to drink beer then too yeah that's Goodness. the blessing yeah. we filled so many crawlers we did this deal it was 100 bucks 24 crawlers 16 ounce crawlers any beer you wanted on the list doesn't matter. If, you do all Imperial Stout if you wanted. We didn't care. It was hundred bucks a case of Crowlers. So we were filling like twenty cases of Crowlers a day. Just us two. A lot of times we got so tired of. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. But we moved beer. So yeah. Yeah. if you're a brewery, that's winning. Right? Eventually, we we got we got in with Mercenary Canning and got that dialed in. And by like middle of 2020, we were we were rocking and rolling on the cans and it, for real. It grew our brand exponentially. So I mean, yeah, definitely is a silver lining. Did you have to dump any of that beer, or were you able to get pretty much get it all out there? We dumped a little bit, but we we did push it out there, and we got a drink. So yeah, people were great. Like we were literally like, I would be super obvious about it. I'm like, hey, you guys, this beer is like towards the end of its lifetime. We need it to go. We're gonna sell you this case for sixty bucks. And for being a three month old brewery in this town, people were like, I know the beer is gonna be good, and you're not gonna sell it to me if it's bad. And they would just take it from us and I'm like thank you so much because we don't want to pour beer down the drain luckily with beer in the serving tanks and kegs it lasts longer too than once it's like packaged because it didn't have that like transition too so sure so it did most of the beer lasted a good amount of time too oh that's good yeah Yeah. now Graham I've talked to you uh, quite a lot in fact you you were probably one of the first people I called when this pandemic hit weren't you in New Zealand I was in New Zealand and I I was in New Zealand when it hit and um, uh, you know got uh quote unquote stuck there uh, which is not a terrible place to no. be stuck and what was uh, my advice to you over the phone stay there <laughs> <laughs> well and you know if I didn't own the bar yeah. I'd still be in New Zealand I'm not going to lie I, I definitely would have stayed um, but I had to get back because we also had to lay everybody off and I needed to get back here to, to try to open up again but it was a, a great place to be stuck for a minute and I definitely would have stayed but Graham um, I I remember one of the funny things for you, you know, homebrewing, as as people know, kind of took uh, off. Uh, yeah. uh, but I remember in the very beginning, you were saying, um, 
you guys didn't even realize that you were considered essential, right? So like, weren't you closing and didn't even have to? Well, we were talking about it and we're like, well, we should probably close. We're not essential. Like we're a homebrew company. <laughs> right, and, um, right. And, you know, trying to interpret the Contra Costa County health laws and whatnot. So we finally just called them and they're like, no, 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 you can't close. Uh, like, you know, many people rely on you to stay home. They want to do their hobby. They want to do these things. Wow, wow. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Do I need, like, a note, like a permission slip for, like, my employees to drive to work? I'm like, no, nobody's going to check that. I, I remember those first, like, two days yeah. of driving. It was awesome because I commute over this hill to get to my office and uh, in the warehouse. I work in the server room, so I shouldn't call it an office. But, yeah. um, but uh, it was great no traffic either way like the stoplights were just all green for me. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah but i would get home and my warehouse still had to work we sent all our employees home who don't forward face or who don't you know need to be there and i do our it work so i had to figure out vpns and all that good jazz to get everyone working at home and then uh but I would get home, and I'm working in my warehouse with people as well. My wife would have me pull up into the garage. She'd have my robe. I would get, you know, close the garage door, strip down, throw that directly into the washing machine, go upstairs, take a shower. Like that's how you know those first few days, and yeah. you bought groceries and you're rubbing them down with alcohol or <laughs> yeah, all the things we did in the beginning. Yeah, and now, and now we know a bunch of things not to do. But we still don't know what the hell to do. No, I mean, uh, yeah. So uh, I did want to mention just because, uh, you know, although nowadays everybody knows somebody who's had it. But I, I'm, uh, I was fully vaccinated. I am fully vaccinated. And then got it. I got it back in. I think I got Delta because I got it like back in June or whatever. And um, which for any of you who haven't had or those of you who had can, can probably relate. Like there's this weird guilt when you get it because. I had been doing everything I'm supposed to do. I'm so careful. Everyone's with the mask at work. I'm not hanging. I was coming to work and going home. No, no, I'm not hanging out in anybody's house. Like just nothing. Um, got the vaccine, you know, did all the things. And then you get it and you just, you kind of feel like dirty. Like it just, I felt dirty when I got it and, well, I, and guilty. It was such a weird feeling. Well, there's this like shame to it. And I yeah. remember at the end of last year, in the school year last year, somebody got it. And it was like you got the letter at school, but then the phone calls. You heard like the 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 network of people trying to figure out who had it, and, and you know like uh, oh yeah, and it was just like oh man, we're just shaming people for this. You like, are, and I remember saying this, you know, after I was fine, it kind of happened a couple of times. You like you tell somebody you had it, and they like take a step back. <laughs> like it's, first of all, it's too late now, asshole. But like, <laughs> uh, there's just this whole weird thing, and I'm kind of bringing it up because. Uh, I think people don't talk about it enough. Like, look, you're all going to get it. Everybody's getting it. What are they Especially saying? right now. Everyone's getting yeah. it. One out of five is what they project in California by the time this yeah. variant goes through. Yeah, and I've heard, and I kind of get the feeling, too, this round, Omicron, is like yeah. kind of reducing the guilt because everyone is getting yeah. it so fast that yeah. people are like, I didn't even have, like time to react to like everyone i know is getting it like so the guilt's kind of going away now that's good because because this one is so contagious right like, every, like it's just everyone like everyone's getting it no matter how hard you try not to. well and i guess what i mean too is when i say everyone's gonna get it I, I'm, and i know I, i'm 
saying things everybody knows, but I don't even just mean right now. I just mean it's here forever. So whether you're going to get this one or the next one or when it's just a flu, like whenever, it's just here. And I'm not saying go out and get it or anything, but I am saying I'm glad the guilt is going away. And like, I'm glad that we're starting to just move on. Like there is this gnarly wave happening right now and in the Bay Area too. So I'm, I'm sensitive to that. I'm not saying we should all, you know, Come into a studio and do a live show <laughs> together without masks on. I mean, That's we're not saying that. Well, and honestly, if I didn't feel so like, like I had the vaccines and I've had it, I'm like as immune as it gets. So I'm, so I feel like I don't think you can give it to me. I'm surely not giving it to you. So I'm fine. Now the rest of you together, I don't know what to do. But <laughs> we're about six feet. Yeah, we are spaced Fish. out. Yeah. Yeah, I got the fan on. You know, oh, it's, sure, that's, that's fresh air. We're good. Yeah, We're that's, good. Our, that's our fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. the The last thing I just wanted wanted to talk about on the on the topic, although it, it might come up, you know, throughout the the show, of course, was I, I did want to encourage people. Um, you know, if you're vaccinated, and if you're safe, um, please go out and patronize your your restaurants and your and your breweries and and anybody that you can. All of your local things. Um, Look, Amazon's doing fine during all this, yeah. okay? <laughs> like, they're doing great. But I read something like 80% of restaurants in the Bay Area alone, uh, when they were surveyed, answered, yeah, there is definitely a good chance we could close still if this continues to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want you to be safe. And if you've got your you know, pre-existing conditions, I'm not telling you to go out and do dangerous things, but if you can, if it's warm enough to sit on a patio, um, if you want to take home a six pack of tall cans from wild fields and not stay at the brewery, I just don't, it's okay to get fatigued with the, with the pandemic. I get that. We all have that, but don't get fatigued with continuing to help out your community because I'm telling you that they need it. Um, so that's all. I'm going to add to that since I don't own a restaurant Mm. or a bar. Mm -hmm. Be patient. Mm. A lot of new workers out there, a lot of people being trained and, and I've seen it everywhere I go where people are just impatient with people and it's just like, Oh, come on. Oh yeah. And then tip. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of these people haven't seen money except for government money. um, Yeah. Yeah. This whole time. And, and, you know, I, I remember getting my first haircut after that first long lockdown, and, and I don't grow out hair well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to tip you so well that it'll make up for the last four months. Uh, I did the same thing when I got my haircut. Yeah. No, that's great advice. And, uh, and a lot of you are doing it, uh, by the way. And I, thanks to, to all of you. I see our staff getting tipped well. Um, but yeah, no, that that's good advice. And, and just patience in general. Also, with the, you know, if you're in one of those counties like mine with uh, vaccine mandates and things like that, like, don't shoot the messenger, too. Yeah. Uh, we, we've had a couple people come in and get mad at my staff, you know, for having it. I didn't make the fucking rule. Like, I'm just not, trying to not get fined. You know, if you want to put 250 bucks in a cup every time you come in, I'll let you walk in without a vaccine because <laughs> that's about what the fine is every time we do that. Yeah, and then you have, what, three tries before it affects your health permit. And then it goes, yeah, then it gets crazy, yeah. right? So just, you know. Well, just help us out, man. I'll yeah. tell a quick story about a place that will not be named, uh, but they've been in business for years. So it's not like a new thing for them or anything. And when the county came out with the mandate, he called me like instantly, like, how am I going to do this? I'm like, well, what part of it are you worried about? And he, I'm like, are you worried that customers are not going to really have it and you got to prove it's fake or whatnot? And he's like, no, 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 I don't care about that. He's like, if I don't enforce it, 
my employees can just sue me because yeah. I didn't enforce this. And yeah. he's like, that's the thing you got to worry about as a small business owner is that's everyone's going to sue you one way or another. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't even think about that. That wouldn't even be a thing I would yeah. contemplate. Yeah. Like we got a review the other day. We get a lot of great reviews, but uh, you know, every now and then one slips through. We got a one star and it's this couple and they, we, we used to love going to the hop grenade, but this time um, we were treated like lepers. We had to sit outside. Because you can come to my restaurant if you don't have a sure. vaccine. You just got to sit outside. Uh, we had to sit outside. And um, anyway, we're going to take our business elsewhere for to people who think for themselves. Yeah. And that was the one that kind of got me because I'm just like, you know, you didn't even ask my opinion about vaccines. You don't know what I think about vaccines. I just told the world what I think, but she didn't know. This person yeah, didn't know. You, don't know. Um, you just assume that I'm some sheep, but puppet. Yeah. I'm literally doing what I have to do to keep the door open. Yeah. You know. Well, and that's where like this is the first time I'm. I've owned a business for 26 years now, mm. and the first time the government is like, no, 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 you're enforcing our laws now. <laughs> I know. How and it's like, whoa, yeah. I'm what? I'm doing what? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a different feeling. Yeah. It's really hard, especially when and there's no backing, right? So like. Like, yeah. there's businesses all around us not following the yeah. guidelines. Right. And then people come at us like, we're the evil ones. And I'm like, here's the thing. We don't have enough money to pay us paycheck. Right. I'm not about to take that fine money and give it for you for or, a $5 pint of beer. Or risk that you're closed yeah. even because you can't. I can't afford to be closed. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. We this. just overlooked something. They have $5 <laughs> pints of beer. Okay, I made that up. It's $7, right, okay. including tax. Yeah. We do have a three ninety nine. We do have a three ninety nine special because our phone number is 805-399-BEER. Oh, nice. Oh, so. nice. Thank like you, it. Jerry. So you always have a three ninety nine special? Yes. Typically. Nice. I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. If you ask for it. <laughs> if there's yeah. a, no, there's a little bubble. Oh, nice. next to the beer. Beautiful. It moves. All right. Well, let's move on to talk beer. Uh, before we take a break, I do want to talk about this Pilsner because I drank mine. Um, <laughs> and, and just before that, I so... I'm not the beer buyer here at the Hop Grenade. I let people more talented than I am do that. Uh, Lewis is my buyer, and he was uh, a fan of yours. So when I was slinging cans when we when we were closed, and I'm selling every day, I, your your cans are coming in. And the one that got me, and it just and it started with the name, um, was so fresh and so clear. <laughs> it's literally just called so fresh and so clear. And we're all big fans of clear beer here. Um, we we sell a lot of hazy, but if you ask my staff and me, we, we all drink the clear beer. But the name too, and um, I think I was annoying my staff because every time I would serve one, I just would stop and just go, oh, I just, I can't believe it. It's just so fresh <laughs> and so clear. And this went on for like a week. We, this was actually when we were back open for patio sales. And we had a keg of it. So they had to listen to a half barrel keg of me every nice. single time. At least you didn't sing the whole song. Yeah. Yeah. I sing so fresh and so clear. Every time, yeah. Uh, beautiful beer. Turned me on to the rest of your beers. Um, so I just wanted to say that. And I've been a fan ever since. So I drink uh, every time you're on tap here or the cans come in, I either bring it home or I try everything that you make. Um, you. It's just, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, and this Pilsner, which is called Riven, um, is, is no uh, exception. What a great Pilsner. Tell me the story behind this beer. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, we always like to have a lager on tap at Wild Fields. Uh, we're definitely like just really into having approachable, drinkable styles and really want to have stuff that kind of pushes people's boundaries a little bit. So this is a fun beer because it's light and crisp, but it's also got some complexity to it. It's got a little bit of hot bitterness in there, too. Um, so kind of like it's a good like gateway beer for people to kind of 
up the ante a little bit from like a blonde ale or mm. like a Mexican lager or something. So, sure. Um, yeah, we first brewed this one. I think it was March 2020 because we called it Riven. Um, I don't know. I think the name originated in my brain from like a League of Legends character or some like nerdy thing I was just looking at, like trying to get like name ideas. Yeah. I just scroll on the internet looking for name ideas. But I was like, oh, that's actually kind of appropriate because Riven kind of means like splintered or torn apart. And like it just felt like that. It felt like America. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It felt like life. (laughs) So. Yeah. I think like the beginning of the description is like the year is 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, he brewed this and it was in the tank and then the shutdown happened. And so naming it became kind of this yeah. monumental thing because he was so excited. Right. Oh, well, luckily it was a logger. I mean, at least that could hang around for a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was good timing. Um, but yeah, the Czech Pilsner, we wanted to have a little bit more bitterness than like your German Pilsner. Um, used Czech sauce hops in it, and uh, it's just got a nice like pilsner base. Really simple beer, but it's got a lot of like flavor to it. It's got like a little more punch than like your average German lager, which sure. I think a lot of people like about it. It's like a, a really popular beer at our spot. Yeah, I think it has a little more punch to it. But Graham, you said just before the show, I think too, it, it also has like that traditional bread, oh, mm-hmm. that like malt. beautiful yeast and and bready malt to it. It's, it's yeah. It, and this is one of my favorite beer styles. Every Thanksgiving, my parents moved to Switzerland. I would do a triple decoction Bohemian Pilsner. Wow. And just try to perfect it every single year. And it's like that. You just appreciate good quality flavor like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, Wild Fields, and, and this explains why, to me, your, your beer is so impressive, uh, Ryan. You have some kind of pedigree of where you've brewed before Wild Fields. Like let me let me let me tell people, this man <laughs> was uh, with Lost Abbey and Port Brewing, uh, Pizza Port, the San Clemente one, right? Um, Beachwood Blendery, and I think we have one of your sours on tap out there. Or at least we're gonna tonight too. That's a Wild Fields. We'll try that before the um, yeah. That's a, a Wild Field sour. That's what I meant. I'm gonna try that before the show's over. So you've had you've had some good training. Yeah, I got to learn from some of the best, that's for sure. Yeah. So it's like definitely right place, right time to get into the beer industry. San Diego, 2008, just kind of like, yeah, it just you couldn't ask for a better place and time to learn how to make beer. And I happened to walk into Lost Abbey at the right time and got a job on the bottling line. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then before you know it, I'm like just on the fast track and like learning from some of the best in the industry, meeting some of the best brewers in the world, and just like that's really great. Yeah. That's awesome. When did you start brewing? Like your first brew gig? So I started home brewing in college. Okay. And probably, I mean, I was probably like 20 years old at the time. I think that so that was like 2005. Okay. And then uh, got my first job. I got the job at Lost Abbey in like 2008, just part time. I was still going to school. Got I like, needed a, like a part-time job and it was like a 40 minute commute from where I was living. But it was just like, this seems really cool. Like I just like, I, w- I wanted to find something I was passionate about. I wasn't really into what I was studying and I was like looking for, what were you studying? What were you, yeah. yeah. What were you studying? I was studying too? physics. Oh, yeah. Who, <laughs> who's into that? You like ah. the free beer at Lost Abbey? Let's yeah, be yeah, honest yeah. here. Well, I was thinking about becoming a musician because I, I was choosing between music and physics before I went to school. And I was like, maybe okay. I'll just become a musician. But I, I'm like a, kind of a nerdy, shy person. I was like, I don't have a personality to be a musician. <laughs> I see. But yeah. I was going to give it a shot anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to sit in a lab all day. I was like, I tried earth science for a while. I went to like Scripps. I was studying uh, paleo magnetism. It was like the earth 
Earth's magnetic field, like ancient magnetic field. And I was like, oh, it's just not not doing it for me. So, yeah, I walked into Lost Abbey one night, and, like, Tommy and a couple bartenders were there, and they're, I just started drinking with them, and they're like, well, I think the, one of the bartenders was like, you're cute, you should work here. And <laughs> you're like, I, like, All right. I was like, looked at Tommy, and he's I was like, he's like, send in your resume. The next day I sent my resume, and I was like, just under the like i was just on the bottling line wow next week yeah, yeah. just so just working your way up that way mm-hmm. yeah so i just like That's literally cool. started at the bottom did you drop out of school or did you finish no i finished and with a degree in physics yeah really does that help you in the this is a serious question does that help you in the brew house at all you think it's got to i mean i think it it's it's basically the study of all things and how everything works i mean i feel like it kind of has applications in all industries really and to some degree some degree He's just really nerdy. So yeah, it works great for him. Yeah. Yeah. It helps it helps in like the chemistry side. Sure. And like the making beer side. It doesn't yeah, necessarily help in all elements, but I think uh But the best brewers that I that. know the best brewers I know are are nerds. I mean yeah. let's be honest. And they're ner- at least about their craft. And the like I don't have that attention to detail or, or the science behind it and you know, the, the the brewers that I really respect, they, they do. And they kind of live and breathe the beer. You know, there's those guys, too. You don't have to be a scientist. You could still live and breathe beer and then make great beer. Mm-hmm. But the added science factor, I mean, you really kind of stack in the deck in your favor. No. And he's a he, he's an artist. So, yeah, you know, like those That's two things merit. together right. is... Right. Uh, people are like, you opened a brewery. I'm like, my husband's born to be a brewer. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Jackie always has to remind me why I like beer so much because I forget. And she's like, it's because it's art and science. <laughs> and you're amazing at it. That makes sense, yeah. It, it satisfies both sides of the and brain. And it tastes great. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I need a lot of free beer because I drink a lot, so Hey, you. you and me both. There's definitely two ways to make beer. There's people I see that just do it purely scientifically and, like, everything is, like, to the second by the book. And then there's people that just wing it. Yeah, you know? sure. And I, I feel like I'm definitely like right in the middle. Like, there's times where I'll just wing it and just, like, do it by feel. And there's other times where I'll sit there and calculate stuff and like be sure. really accurate with the, the like the the measurements and everything. So I think there's there's a time and a place for both. Yeah. Well, and if you're kind of riding down the middle, I'm guessing that you also fail less. Like you're you you know like people can make some great things, art and beer and food by by winging it. But there's a lot of like, oh man, I really messed that one up. <laughs> so if you got like kind of a measured approach to your art, I I just think you stack yourself. And so let me ask you this, kind of with that in mind, how did you feel that your first batches of beer were at, at the brew house? Do you, do you feel like you really kind of hit the ground running and nailed it? I mean, I was, yes. ha- I was happy with how they were coming out. I think they're better after a year of like yeah. dialing things in because every system's a little different. But we waited to open our own brewery after we both had a good like 10 plus years in this industry because we didn't want to have to worry about failing it, on like the stuff that on that particular side of things we also we also knew pretty well right like the first batch he brewed was what went in the barrels right so like yeah. let me get to know the system let me make a beer that's not gonna touch anything that we don't have time to play with sure and then uh it was an what was the second beer you brewed in the imperial stout it was a english pub ale okay a pub ale something light something easy like off flavors would show in that but there's less off flavors that are you know what i mean so yeah. like he kind of we, we structured it in a way that, like, let's take all this knowledge and all the things we know and let's be smart about the first impression people are going to get. And we didn't have to dump one beer, and I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah we did, absolutely. We did have to dump one batch. Just what one. What should we dump? You didn't know about it. was about just it, like, Jackie. it was one of these moments where. <laughs> the, really, the really expensive <laughs> one that you didn't <laughs> know about. <laughs> yeah, right. 
marriage breaking? He's like, uh, give her, give her a right few now. more beers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Anyways, no, I think it's actually done really well. a, a funny story. Uh, it's a good story in how you shouldn't multitask too much. I think. <laughs> Uh, so just like getting used to the system, right? And like you have like these little quirks of like things you do. So I, there was a point where I was going to sanitize the heat exchanger, and I used just a five gallon bucket to create this sandy loop. And I had put the I had filled up the five gallon bucket with RO water, and I had put sanitizer in there already. Which now my theory is like start the cycle, then put the sandy in there because I saw this bucket after like twenty minutes of it sitting there, and I was like, oh, I need a bucket, a five gallon bucket of water to dilute this batch. Uh, to throw it in the kettle because it was like I just needed a five gallon amount of water in that point so I went and grabbed the bucket threw it in the kettle yeah and then it just immediately as it went I was like there's sanitizer oh yeah so I just yeah. dumped five gallons of sanitizer into the kettle mm-hmm. <laughs> did I know about one I'm of, pretty sure I told you this story. I mean, I wasn't like super stoked on it in the moment. So I wasn't like running around the brewery telling everyone about it. Right. It took me about yeah. It, it took me like an hour. I was like, can I salvage this? Is this gonna be okay? Like, how much is this gonna change the beer? And should I like let it go and see if it tastes good? And that and at a certain point, I was like, Ryan, what are you doing? Just yeah. Jump the batch of beer. It's yeah. fine. It's like you just cut it in the bud and just go. Get it down the drain. You could brew another batch tomorrow. It's just the wrong ingredients at this point. Yeah. Oh, is this probably when you were like really busy brewing and you just. I was also like transferring a beer and caking off, and like I was trying to do a mil- it was like one of those days where you're trying to do a million things at once because like I was just by myself in the brewery at that point. Yeah, uh, I, I am so satisfied to hear the story, Ryan, uh, because so I've been doing this going on 16 years now, and in the early days, I I brewed before almost every show just so, to have things to talk about, and I've had some very epic failures, and one of my listeners' favorite epic failures was. Uh, having a uh, five-gallon glass carboy, half full with sanitizer, as you do, and uh, transferring my beer into that carboy <laughs> without dumping the sanitizer at all. I didn't even realize it until all of a sudden, you know, I just sort of started it and started doing other things, and it's overflowing. And I'm like, well, how could it be overflowing? My kettle's not anywhere near empty. And I, re- you know, and of course, it took me all day. I have been brewing for six hours. <laughs> And uh, and I would come on the air with all these stories, and nobody has ever told a similar story in all of these years, Ryan. So welcome to my world. Yeah, but but but, okay. but, but wait, wait, wait. He made one mistake. I know. Yeah. I also, I also want to clarify that we dumped a beer not because it turned out wrong, right? But we just had a mishap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, yeah. want to be a brewer. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if you let that go through and it tasted great? But right. in your brain, that entire time, right. you would have been well. We're you would have been worried can, about it. Yeah, we're not the people that can live with ourselves if it's yeah. like, oh, is it okay? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break um, because I need to get your IPA in my glass. Fields trip. Uh, yeah. So we're going to do that. We're going to get some fields trip in our glass, and uh, when we come back, more with Wild Fields right here on the session. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the program. That's, I'm rusty. I gotta admit, I'm. Uh, I'm. You need more beer. I need more beer. Yeah. I usually I have like I used to have like two before the show, but oh, we have more beer. today. I was like, yeah, I just brought more beer in. Oh yeah, no, no, for sure. I am more beer. But, but so, yeah, and we have more beer. Yeah, we have yeah we have all the different ways of more beer. Uh, and my poor little studio. If there's any uh, uh, sound problems on this podcast, I'm working on it. 
uh, this poor little studio hasn't been used in a long time. It's just there me. were a lot That's of cobwebs. <laughs> you like, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was saying to Ryan before, just before, I was like, "Man, imagine you don't use your brew house for two years, and then you just go in there. It's going to be a disaster." And so, like half the microphones. Anyway, I'm getting through it, so uh, just bear with us over the next uh, few episodes. Um, I do have some great shows lined up already. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking with my friends from Arizona Wilderness Brewing Company um, out of Phoenix, uh, Gilbert, I think actually, um, and then. And later uh, in the month, I think on the last Monday, Graham, you might want to come back for this. Um, the new executive director of the American Homebrewers Association, Julia Hers. I've known is, Julia for 26 years now. I yeah, think. I've, I've known her almost the whole time I've been in, with the Brewing Network, and she's the new uh, yep. uh, uh, director of, of the American Homebrewers Association. Where was she before? Uh, she was with the Brewers Association just before that, um, and craftbeer.com. Okay. Um, Redstone, Redstone Meadery. Redstone uh, Meadery before that. Yeah. She's been a She's beer, been a, a craft time. ambassador yeah. Uh, yeah, for longer. But she longer. was with the AOB, if you know what the AOB is. Uh, the Association of Brewers? Yes, mm-hmm. before, before the Brewers? the Brewers Association when they merged. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, we're not cool enough to be part of AOB, clearly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, just, you're just too young. You're too, yeah, young. You're too, you're, you're too yeah. new. You're Youngsters. talking about 2008 being a good year. I'm like, oh, God. Ah, I've been doing this for a long time right? at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get into beer until 2012. 2012. Like, what do you mean by when you say you didn't get into beer? Like, you just didn't no, it enjoy it, or you didn't start working in beer? I started working in beer before I was 21. Okay, okay. And then I had my 21st birthday. Yeah. At my beer bar. Okay. Which was Beachwood Barbecue before there was a Beachwood Brewing. Oh right. No way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then my favorite beer was Shark Bite. And all it's, there's this group called the Long Beach Hopheads, and they were like, "Oh my God!" So, what was your favorite beer? I was like, "Oh, Shark Bite." And they're like, "No way! You're a hophead. You have to come with us everywhere." Yeah. And they initiated me into all more beer. Now in life, it was great. Jackie, you were the ex- executive director of the Orange County Brewers Guild yeah, too. I was for a bit. Yeah. Look at you. So you've been in. You're you're you've gone through your your lineup of beers too not yeah. just ryan here you've you've been working on this for a while um, i was a brewer doer before i met my husband yes okay. um but i have been through a lot of beer yeah, yeah. i got into beer uh, like I, I got into beer as a server okay. um i got a call from a dishwasher i was like do you need a job and i said yes and gabe hired me after like five minutes of talking to me i think because i said i had ocd and that appealed uh, you know oh, that, that was make great staff yeah yeah it makes yeah. good service staff yeah um Gabe and, from beachwood barbecue uh, okay yeah, yeah. from beachwood and uh, i worked there for six and a half years and i left to move in with ryan in oh San okay. um Got and it. help him kind of build the pizza port san clemente brand while i finished up school and we lived off a brewer's salary so that's a lot of fun yeah yeah um are you, are big you, pimping are you still paying that student debt off no, no? i are, okay. actually went on a full ride because i went a little later in life and i got a full ride at uc irvine oh so, nice yeah very very fortunate because uh, academic scholarship or yeah, sports academic okay school scholarship look and at you i was too. making enough money um at beachwood and my other serving job i worked 10 shifts a week and i went to school four days a week and yeah made it work you guys um, got big brains these two graham yeah, we, yeah. i don't know you're, you're feeling it aren't you yeah, yeah. i'm like <laughs> i've been doing this how long <laughs> yeah one yeah. day we will be in your chair and i'll be very happy for that <laughs> if we can hold on to this long enough yeah. Um, so yeah. the beer that's in our glass now that we want to talk about too um and then i want to talk about your homebrew competition oh yeah because you guys yes. are giving yes. back to a industry that we love. Um, but I have Fields Trip. Uh, it's West Coast IPA, right? Is that what you yeah. describe it as? 
That is a West Coast IPA. It's our first, the first West Coast IPA that we ever brewed. One of the many Fields-themed names. We kind of went a little crazy at first, and our, our bar staff oh hated us for it. On opening weekend, we had three beers with the word Fields in it. Oh, and they were right. like, I had the Fields one. And you're like, oh, yeah. my God. So which? Can I get I a just, Wild Fields beer? I just went to the bar, and it was like, can I have a Wild Fields? <laughs> and Kevin just looked at me like I'm an asshole, and I was like, what? I, I want the Wild Fields. And he's like, which one? I was like, oh, right. Fields trip. Yeah, yeah, fields trip. Yeah, so we're only allowed to have one fields beer only at a time now. At a time, okay. <laughs> Otherwise, we get to go punch Ryan in the gut. Yeah, got it, got yeah. it. No more fields-themed beers for me. <laughs> but fields trip was the first one. I think it's, it's probably the most clever name because mm-hmm. uh, we decided to put four hops from four different countries in this beer. So it's like a trip oh, around the we world. And I'm showing it to the world in the camera. <laughs> it's like a, a, a fields trip. So you're visiting the fields. So we got uh, Mosaic from the USA. We got Mandarina Bavaria from Germany, uh, Galaxy from Australia, and Motueka from New Zealand. Oh, yeah. And it's dry hopped with uh, the biggest hops in it are Mosaic and Galaxy, which are in the dry hop. And then we use uh, Mandarina Bavaria and Motueka in the boil. Uh, I think it has just like a really unique hop characteristics it's it's definitely got that tropical kind of like little bit like papaya-y it's also got that dankness you get kind of from mosaic where it's like tropical and dank and mm-hmm. um, it's got a little bit of like malt chewiness from it we t- we put a touch of munich in there okay uh so it's not like overly dry i feel like the beers at, at our brewery get very dry just without me even having to try so i see i like to add like a little bit of chewiness in there like a little bit of like carafoam munich oats wheat like something just to to chew on um but still like super crisp super clear mm-hmm. super clean firm just, bitterness yeah. which which i really like it's not just i also like the soft bitter ipas don't get me wrong but uh, on a on a west coast i still want that that tail end firm bitter, right? So that's there. You got to at least have like 80 IBU in there. And I mean, you do the water profile, right? 80 IBU can still be soft. Okay. But it's still firm. Like, I mean, it can be firm, but not like aggressive or like, yeah, like overpowering. Well, it's not like lingering in there forever, no. too. It's, it, it, it leaves. <laughs> yeah. Go- yeah. Yeah. Which is what makes a great West Coast, right? Because you want another pint. Yeah. The goal uh, I- is to, you want another sip. Yep. That's, like, that's exactly, how we judge yeah. the homebrewing competition. The beer that I wanted to pick up again and keep oh, drinking. Nice. Yeah. That is the winning beer. Like, that's what you want. That's yeah. the whole point. No, it is. Here. The, I had some customers in here the other day. Um, they were kind of new. And they, they each, it was a couple, and they, they ordered two Pliny's. And they said, we're just, close out the tab. We're just going to have one. And in my head, I know for a fact, nobody just has one Pliny. <laughs> it just, because it makes you thirsty. It yeah. makes you want another. And sure enough, you know, they, I didn't say anything. And they came back and they're like, you know, we're going to have another. And I already had it poured. I was like, <laughs> I know you're going to have another one because it, a good West Coast like that. Of course, that's a double. But the dry, firm bitterness West Coast yeah. makes you want another pint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think your beers, you, you were saying they, they just get so dry without you even doing anything? You have some proprietary strain of yeast. What's your deal? I mean, I've been trying to figure it out, and uh, I think it, maybe it's just the way I was trained to brew. I think it's it's a, a few different things. Um, just yeast health is important. Like we mm. use, we still use liquid yeast. I know a lot of people have switched to dry, but like we use liquid yeast. We we prop it up and use it in multiple batches, like through generations. So it's just like super active, super healthy yeah. yeast, um, and just like every little step along the way contributes. You know, whether it's water chemistry like mash temperature, mm-hmm. um, how fine you mill your grain 
or oh, right. course, you know, it's just like all the little steps and you just start getting everything right. And it just like works. Yeah. And like the yeast is just happy they eat all the sugar and it's like things get dry. I, cause I, I like your approach where if, if you just know everything's going to be dry, I feel like that's a goal. Make everything super dry. Then add something back where you want your, your mouth feel. Because when the opposite is true is when we just end up with these kind of cloying beers. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. want another sip or another well, that's beer. That's like the old, old, old school West Coast IPA. Yeah, right. They all had that 25 years ago. And, you know, it's just like, oh, I don't want to finish this beer. Right. Yeah. But a lot of times, you know, brewers will come in here and they'll talk about like sort of dryness as like, the end result, but I feel like yours is like you start with dryness. That's like your foundation. Then you'll build on top of that. I would say that's kind of how our beer works. Yeah, yeah. like I, I expect it to get dry, and then if I don't want it to get dry, I'll, I'll like kind of s- switch things around or add different th- different things. Got it. And I feel like people come in and they're like, "Well, I don't really like IPA," and I'm like, "But why?" <laughs> and they're like, "Well, I just don't like them." And I was like, "Okay, well, what else do you drink?" Yeah. Right? What yeah. do you what do you like? What flavor profiles kind of like seem to click for them? And then I'll pour them our IPAs and other things and they'll be like, Oh, this is really good. That's different, like, yeah. <sighs> like yeah. stop pigeonholing the word IPA. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but also we brew it really dry compared to a lot of folks at this point. Sure. And so people just don't know Yeah. What they even like yeah. because the word IPA has been used it's been spread so thin. Yeah. That it's not even a term that you can... Well, and I will say that the haze craze <sighs> has converted the a lot of the I don't like IPAs crowd. I've, I've noticed that. If you, if you have customers and they say, I, I, I don't like IPA, and I give them like a juicy hazy, they go, oh, that's great. That's not an IPA. And I will agree with them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's IPA. much of an IPA. Here's your squeeze box. <laughs> and, uh, it's not an IPA. But, uh, <laughs> but they will then go, oh, maybe I do like hops. Maybe I do. So I, I'll give credit where credit is due. Yeah. I do think you can make a juicy tropical beer that's clear though too wouldn't you agree ryan yeah i mean we've definitely gone that route with some of the beers where uh we make a beer that's like really low on bitterness and like a ton of a ton of hops in the dry hop so it's got like a good hop flavor but not a lot of bitterness super soft and like try to kind of make a beer that hazy people that like hazy beer would like without actually making a full-on hazy ipa sure sure. Uh, do you make any hazies we have not made one yeah okay you will. You'll see. We'll see. We, sh- we, <laughs> we shall see. We made a pandemic without making a hazy. That's pretty good. That, that, that is pretty amazing. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you credit there. We do, um, we do make some fruited double IPAs that are low in bitterness to kind of like a, to, a to meet in the middle. Yeah, okay. The middle. All right. But what I love, I mean, we chose a Tascadero. A Tascadero chose us too. Okay. Um, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the conversations we were having with people, we went up and did a beer festival there to see what the clientele was like before we were opening. We literally mm. told Gabe, like, we want to go check out Tuscadero. It's where Ma- Ryan's mom lives. Like, can we take Blendery beer up and do this festival? Yeah, have fun. Yeah. And so we do. And we're like, what do you guys like to drink? People are like, we love brown ales. We love red ales. Do you make Belgian beers? And you're like, holy crap, this is the mecca of, like, beer nerds Yeah. that you don't get in big cities anymore. Perfect. And it's wonderful. Like, people come in and challenge us at this point. They're like, well, are you going to make a Belgian? Are you going to have a strong... Like, 
they ask, are you going to make a Christmas, like a Christmas ale? Are you going to, and they ask for these styles that are so ancient. And right. Like, this is so exciting. And this you guys like to this. make classic styles we too. We love it. Yeah. People are mad if we don't have like a brown ale. Yeah. Really? It's yeah. wonderful. That's nice. That's I incredible. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's unique for sure. It's and, very unique. And it's just not trendy. Like no one's on Instagram in a Tassie Gadero, you know, like <laughs> yeah. no one's on TikTok. So yeah. So and people, and it's wine country. People are used it's to going awesome. to a place, getting taught. And getting samplers and like mm-hmm. kind of getting told what they're drinking. So yeah. I think that whole kind of like mentality and in like that area, people come in. We sell so many tasting flights and people are just like, pour me something I've ever had before. Tell me right. what it's about. Like people are, are used to that culture. Instead of coming in and be like, I saw this on the internet. I want it. If you don't have it, I'm leaving. <laughs> well, that yeah. and it's like everybody's an expert now. They, yeah. They'll have two beers and they're like, I'm an expert. I'm, I'm going to the next place and ask them why they don't use cryo hops or why they yeah. don't do and this. That's or, just, I, I too mean, much info. It's too much info. And and we do have some customers who come in there. Like, do you guys know you have four stars on Untapped? That's like really great. And I was like, I know nothing about Untapped, but thank you so much. Because <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. that's not where we put our time. I, we put our time in, in the people right. every day. And it's so fun because like people who don't like IPAs, I serve them Ryan's IPAs and they're like, oh, wait. Yeah. I like this. Right. Yes, let's well, do this together. I want to bring you into beer because it's exciting. And this is why I'm glad that you guys are are canning and getting the beer out of a Tuscadero and, and in, in the kegs too because it is a crowded market and your your beer does stand out. And I think that's it helps us sell beer too. Like you guys like that you get to educate the people who come in and give them a flight, but I get to do it too when we have stuff like yours on, right? Because just not every brewery can really kind of nail the styles or – or even give us something to talk about. Like your beer gives me something to talk about with the customers. You know, I, I can talk to them about how it's it's got a firm bitterness, but it's also tropical. Now I can talk to them about all the hops that you just informed me about. So <laughs> like, but that is a standout thing even in a crowded beer market, I think. And I was so fortunate that I came into beer through Beechwood because <laughs> before Beechwood Brewing, Gabe was doing Beechwood and we literally just had yeah. craft beer and that was our entire focus and I got to learn about beer and beer styles before I could even drink it yeah well okay and that makes me so excited for so people. I'm glad you since we're talking about Beechwood like Citraholic right this yeah. fantastic West Coast IPA similar to yours that has tropical notes a firm bitterness so but enough like juiciness that the hopheads or the or even the haze boys out there they'll go oh yeah no that's a good tropical that's juicy good. IPA yeah yeah so we always have them too uh, for the same reason because you can really it's like it's standout beer. Yeah. All right. Now you mentioned that you guys are all about the people and and what you get to do there. So speaking of the people, my people are home brewers, <laughs> and you guys are are doing a homebrew competition. Is Our it your second? A yeah. second one. Okay. So uh, the first one came about during the pandemic because we're like, screw it, everyone's sitting around home making beer at home. Mm-hmm. Like this, I was like Ryan. Now is the time. <laughs> like if we're gonna do this. Yeah, people are doing it. Like, let's just do it with them. And we always wanted to get into that market. We didn't know our goal was to do like homebrew meetups and kind of have things organically happen. But pandemic forces you to choose a different route, yeah, right? Yeah. And so we were like, all right, we're going to open up a homebrew competition. I think we had people from Monterey driving their beer down to enter this homebrew awesome. competition, which is so cool. Yeah, that's really good great. Turnout on the we first had amazing. Time, yeah. We had twenty six entries. Twenty six. That's pretty. Entries. That's good. Yeah. Um, and we narrowed, Ryan, because I was too busy, narrowed it down to a dozen. Yeah, I think the final table is something around there, yeah. Yeah, and then we narrowed it down to three. Okay. And then we sat there and, and drank the last three together. Nice. Um, and the winner, to me, was the one I couldn't stop picking up. Okay. 
and and that gets brewed at yep. like a, a big batch of it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was the McLovin Irish Stout. Nice. McLovin. Nice. Yeah. McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Brewed by Albert, and uh, yeah, we brewed it on the big system. They had a full batch of it. He got to come in on brew day and help help with the brew. And yeah, cool. Uh, this this round, we're actually Mercenary Canning offered to can some cases for free. Wow! And so we're actually gonna this next winner will not only get to make the beer with us on our system, but we'll also get to put it in the can. Oh, that's pretty sweet. So, that's so cool. Yeah, Every, yeah homebrewers love that kind of thing. Yeah. So what? Where do we get more information? And, and are people entering now? Or yeah, so you have until March first to turn in entries. We're asking people to turn in two bottles or cans per entry, and make sure you have like the style, any adjuncts, uh, ABV, like information. You'll helps fill that us. out when you come in. So just yeah. bring in the bottles or cans, however you have it packaged. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have an entry sheet for you. You put in all your personal information, uh, the style, the adjuncts. Anything else we need to know, mm-hmm. um, we'll assign it a, a blind number. It goes into a bin, and then we will do a blind tasting. I just want to stop here for a second. Yeah. I, I've been doing this since, you know, the 90s. Yeah. Uh-oh. They just <laughs> said cans. Yeah. Like, that's amazing to me. Like, <laughs> right? you know, you know, homebrewers, bring your can of beer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that's, they have growling the, machines. Oh, I know. I sell them. The can, actually. Yeah. I sell them. Um, yeah. I was insane. in your shop the other day getting uh, Sankey taps, and I saw a crowler machine mm-hmm. there in your homebrew shop. We sell quite a few of those things. So that's it's like, funny. it just blows my mind how yeah. much it's all changed. Chris, when I left the beer industry, to go in a nonprofit, and then I went to the Brewers Guild, and then we did our thing. There was no crowler machines, right? Yeah, right. And then I came back into the industry, and there are literally were hands. I was like, "What in the f- what?" Yeah, yeah. Ryan had to like because Ryan had to watch all the videos because I was like, "I don't know what the fuck that is." You had to do that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. People are still amazed, like because not everyone has seen one yet. So, like especially in Tascadero, so they're walking. Me, you're canning it right there. Oh yeah, it's amazing. So How does the seeming work? Right at the bar, yeah. Now, so it sounds like it's a best in show style competition, yeah. right? So, so yeah, we're we're accepting any style, yeah. And it, your beer is going to be judged based on adherence to that style that you write down that it's supposed to be, okay. And then just how good it is, but it's going to be basically how good you've made that style that you've entered. You it can as. find more information uh, at wildfields.com under okay. our events. On our events page, you will see the competition based on the due date. That's the only way we could show it up on the calendar on there. Um, or through there, there's that ask more questions. You can email us if you have any questions. Um, we, we're we still new at this. We don't have any strict guidelines. We like to kind of... Good. Don't do it. Don't mess with it. This So Chris Graham and I have had to organize a competition or two, and it's all the strict guidelines oh. that are the pain in the ass. Just keep doing it exactly like yeah. you're doing it. Keep it fun, fun. and free for them. Yeah, and That's relax. So don't mess it up, people. <clears throat> yeah, you're you're going to get the occasional <laughs> Oh, you'll have someone nerd for their, for their tasting notes back. Oh, yeah. And if yeah, they're yeah. not We do, we do give out. tasting notes. No, we do give tasting notes. Okay, all right. Yeah. That was my promise back on the first one. I was like, Ryan, if people are going to make this beer and they're going to give it to us, they deserve to hear back from us what we think yeah um and so that is a promise we will make to anyone who takes the time to enter into the competition well i've had a little bit of beer feeling kind of (laughs) good if you guys need any prizes to give away (gasps) besides what you already do for these people yeah do i need to get chris right now uh, not much (laughs) come up with the prize you want to put on there and uh talk to me about it perfect that'd be so fun thank you and then i was gonna say we can announce the winner on on a show too an added bonus down and judge with us when when is the judging we don't know yet Mm, (laughs) sometime after march possibly (laughs) possibly can i park my rv in your parking lot and sleep in it absolutely 
absolutely. Oh, yeah. I will let a Tuscadero PD and our security company know okay, that you're, you're good. You're speaking my language then. I love I, to come I've down done this judge. for other people. It's how I roll. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I really like this uh, when, when breweries put on homebrew competitions. Our local homebrew club, well, at least pre-COVID, they have their meetings. We come over here and hang out afterward. It's just still part of the whole thing. So I, I love that you guys are doing this that. This industry yeah. is nothing without That's right. people that yeah. enjoy it. To this day. I, I we agree have with to that. do it for a living. Yeah. We need people who enjoy it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when we started Wild Fields, like, we didn't want to be the next giant production brewery. We didn't want to be the next trendy, hypey brewery. We wanted to be a brewery that satisfied a local community and got to know people and got to be, like, that place where everyone just felt comfortable, could come in and enjoy the space. Like, we got to know the local, like, be a community support structure, you know? And, like, yeah. That's what that's pubs the, are. Yeah, that's what we're. So we wanted to. This is our way of like halls. trying to reach out to the homebrewers, and like we we want everyone to feel comfortable at Wild Fields and hear about us and come in, and like that's really what we're all about. Yeah, that's You're, awesome. I'm ready to come down now. Yeah, what's this mini bowling thing I hear about? <laughs> you guys have mini bowling? Oh, we do have mini bowling. So, um, prior to Ryan and I finding our location, but we went on our one year anniversary to Catalina thanks to Vince Wedding of Pizza Port. Oh, nice. Um, he let us stay in his little house over there, and we went to the arcade, and I was like, let's go to the bar. I've never been in Catalina when I was old enough to go to the bar. And we walk in to this little, they only serve, like, Coronas. You're welcome. That's Don't go right. there. You know, there's a, there's a time and place there's for everything. Yeah. Yeah. But they had these four mini bowling lanes, and when Ryan and I started dating, we used to go cosmic bowling all the time by my house because it was something to do. Yeah. And... Well, and Ryan's a nerd, so that's what you do. Well, I was a bowling nerd beforehand. <laughs> nothing yes, nothing yes. impresses the ladies more than bowling. I'm dragged in. I, I okay, got his bowling right. balls and bowling shoes, so that's right, nice. on me. Nice, I love it. Um, but yeah, so I was like, oh my gosh. So we spent like half the afternoon just bowling on these rollerball lanes. And I was like, babe, when we have a brewery, we're going to have these one day. Yeah. And this is a few years ago. And he was like, okay, Jackie. Like, <laughs> I roll in everything. Do you have right? pictures of this on your phone? I need to see pictures of this. Actually. Of our bowling lanes? We have, yeah. Oh, yeah. You we have actually tons. have. I was thinking, like, it's a little tabletop thing or something. No, it's like full bowling. It's just on a shorter lane, and the pins are a little smaller, and they're all strings, and their bowling ball is palm size. And it's at the brewery. And it's at the brewery. We have two lanes. Oh, this is awesome. So, our building that we are in, and so then we found this building, right? And this building was built as Creekside Lanes. It was a Brunswick oh. bowling alley. Oh, in 1990, it opened, and I just spun on my heels and looked at him, and he was like, right. yeah, yeah, you're getting your bowling lanes. Oh, that's a full-on bowling it's lane. It's a full-on bowling lane. It's just the, fun size, The pins are on strings, so when you hit the that pins down, it's you can by push tension. play, that's a video. Too. Okay, okay. It's a tension on the string. So some people get tripped out because they're like, well, I didn't actually hit that pin. I'm like, no, but you hit it enough that in real bowling, that pin would have gone down. I There's see. a string. I see, yeah. And so it's all based off... Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, that's cool. That's right. Um, and it honors the history of our building. We actually had the privilege of meeting the one of the founders of our building wow. during the pandemic. And her husband was an avid home brewer. Oh, cool. No and way. She is so excited that we're honoring yeah. the brewing and the bowling. And Were all the cool. lanes and stuff already torn out by the time? Yes. Uh, so no like reclaimed bar top for you from a bowling lane. Uh, our oh. bar top oh. is actually very cool. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> but all right. not a bowling not lane. Not a bowling lane. I've seen that somewhere else before did it. So that's what made me think of it. Yeah. And it looked really cool. No, but, our, uh, our bar top is a 102 year old homegrown cedar from uh, Tascadero. Wow. Oh, wow. It's in front of okay, City Hall good. for 100 years. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. kidding. And you chopped it down? Yeah, we, we went in there like, we need this tree for our bar. <laughs> 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 we got uh, the permit. It's yeah. fine. It, it was rotting. Uh-huh. It actually was. It was going to hurt somebody it eventually. Was, it was uh, root rot. 
The tree was too big to hold, so the city yeah. cut it down. Oh, I but see. But when we were building out, they're like, hey, do you need some cedar? Because like, the tree yeah. is over in this mill. And we're like, heck, yeah, we need cedar. It got cut down two years earlier, and it just happened to be like ready and dry. Yeah. And the city was like, oh, by the way. Oh, that's cool. If you're looking for some wood. Yeah. Oh, that's really great. Ours was like an endangered species or something. Wow. It <laughs> wow. Yeah, we didn't care. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. It was available, right? <laughs> I'm a capitalist. Wait, Formica is endangered? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it a bowling lane? Yeah, keeping the species <laughs> alive. Our Creekside Lane was, it is extinct. Ours is like monkey pod or something. It's from Hawaii. And I think literally like an endangered bird lived in it or something. <laughs> but I was like, well, oh, we right. cut that down. <laughs> cut that out. How much is it? I'll take it. <laughs> Now, okay, another thing that you guys have going on is, um, and, and I've heard of some breweries doing this, some with, with limited success, is you're, you're now shipping beer too, right? What is this program that you have called? Um, well, we ship throughout California. Yeah, okay. Any of our canned beers. Um, but our program, or what we, as a membership, I think is what people okay. call it. Okay, yeah. Um, we call it First Freshies. Got it. Uh, First Freshies is something we dreamed up a year ago. Um, when we were like kind of getting into canning and we're like, dude, it's super like we have friends and family and like followers from all across the state. How do we get them these beers yeah. in a reasonable way? Like how do they get to try our beers? And we dreamed up first freshies. And so the day of canning day, we package up a mixed four pack and we ship it straight to your doors. So you oh, get nice. it the next day. Um, before anyone else gets these beers, before they wow. go into distribution, you get to so crack every open. canning day. A four-pack goes out yeah. to your first Freshies eight, members. Eight of them a year. I want to sign up for that right yeah. now. And so the way we can, because we're a small brewery and we bring in a mobile canner, we have seven of these serving tanks that we just use as bright tanks now in the coal box. So we'll package like five or six different brands all at the same time. And we do that like eight times a year. Okay. So to try to maximize the efficiency because we only want to bring these guys in as, as often as we need them and do as much as possible. So we'll have a new beer coming out each time and we'll have at least four brands every packaging day. So we're like, let's sure. do this mix pack. People can try it the freshest they can possibly get it. It reminds them that we just did a pack. Like you just shows up on your door like, oh, Wildfields did a packaging room. Maybe we should order right. a case. And then First Freshies gets free shipping throughout the year. Okay. So it doesn't even have to go to you. You can use your code to ship a case of beer to your friend. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, Feel free to send it to my house. That's fine. <laughs> it's That's a right. great give you way my to spread the word. If you love our beer and you love what we do um, to anyone you know, or if you get something in that mix pack, you're like, "That's amazing!" You can order a few of those and some other beers and mix them up. Um, but yeah, first freshies, it's three hundred dollars. It includes shipping, flat rate for eight shipments for mix pack, eight mixed four packs. Yeah. Is that how I say that? That sounds right. Okay. Good enough. That's yeah. a lot. It, pa it, it, it passed our inspection. You can, yeah. And you can, assign, you can go get one online right now at wildfields.com. Is that where you sign up? You, you just you go? Can, yep, you can just go. Wildfields.com. Go to our online store. Let me try it right now. Um, and Ryan is challenging himself to make a new beer for every single one of these shipments. Uh -oh. So oh, yeah. no promises given, but that is our goal. We are a mom and pop owned shop, so you know we're going to do our best. Um, like how would I? I would like delivery. Yeah, pick any of those. And now I'm in delivery, and oh, first freshies subscription. You're there. It's right there. I put it top of the list. Was, but but your credit card declined again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, also because of fraud, <laughs> I'm being attacked in several directions right now. 
Perhaps your sponsors aren't paying you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's more beer paying. More beer is probably my best paying sponsor, oh, to be honest. Job, That's why I invite Chris. him back. He's... <laughs> I am a sucker. <laughs> wild field sponsor. What does that mean? Do we send you first freshies? Uh, I will give you sponsorship for first freshies, yeah. Um, <laughs> Done. I'm trying to figure... Okay, I want to do a little contest right now. Like, Would you be able to see... Who signed up in like what order? Like basically, if I said right now, the next two people that sign up for first freshies, would you be able to look that up in yeah. your system tomorrow? Yeah, and we'll send them some stuff. Okay, because you gave me some giveaway stuff, and I want to give it away. Sure. Can we do that? It was for yeah. you, but if you want to give it away, well, I'm going to keep some. Like I'm keeping the ornaments and stuff. All right, he's keeping some stuff for him. Good. <laughs> like there's some cool stuff. Um, All right, yeah, go for it. I should show it on the camera here. He later. he lives in an RV, folks. I do live in an RV. <laughs> I'm envious of you. That's <laughs> okay. uh, oh yeah. Like I'm keeping here. Let me get the camera okay. switched over to me. Well, there's more of those. I'm, we have some I'm of those. Keeping that, for example, that is. A I brought cool... a few extras of those. Well, I want them all. Kind of. <laughs> uh, I do love Can me. Chris a, have one. I do love me a koozie. Oh, those are like nice. Those are like leather. Those Feel are that. Koozies. Yeah. That's like a nice koozie. <laughs> Wild yeah. Fields, we go big. Feel, feel what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, and then I think there's like a beanie in here, too. There is a beanie. Um, so, what should we give away to the first two first freshies listeners that sign up? Well, why don't you just tell me what we want to give them and I will ship it to them in their first freshies box? By the way, you have to be in California to get your first yes, freshies. It's a California, California rule. So th- this is for California listeners. Are we, are we registered in? No. Yeah, oh, just California. Oh, look at you Oh, I heard there might be a gal your... who was in the... Uh, those are my beerings. Uh, I've been making those since my Beachwood days. No, hang on. I didn't switch the camera. Um, you yeah. got some picks. And these are guitar the... picks and... Um, bottle caps. Bottle cap earrings. Oh, you lost all the bottle cap, but yeah, they're oh, there. Oh, they flipped them around. <laughs> <laughs> there Branding. Go. Come on. Logo's out. Oh, those are nice. Jackie's been making those yeah, type of earrings. for a long time. There great. was not a lot of beer gear when I got into beer, so yeah. I had to start making it. Fun fact, she got a cease and desist from Dogfish Head. No way, because you were using their caps? Or? Yeah. Oh, really? It said dogfish head in the description. Oh. I was like, they're fucking recycled it's, dogfish head yeah. caps. And it's promotion. You know, that was a boilerplate thing, though. That's one of those things where, like, do you remember all lawyers those? Do I know, yeah. like, how many lawyers do you have sitting in a room just searching dogfish head, yeah. man? Yeah. I, I'm a single listing on Etsy. Come on, man. I was in a room when a very famous, I used to be on the Brewers Association Board of Directors, and I was, like, the homebrew guy. And the rest are like these high-powered breweries. And I'm like, I'll just be quiet. You're a high-powered homebrew guy. I would just be kind of quiet in the corner. But then, like, in the room, when it happened, when someone, like, clearly ripped off another brewery. And they're just like, and they're friends. Uh, Two breweries are owners are friends. And he's like, this sucks. Like, I don't have a whole lot of recourse. Yeah. um, Except, you know, my lawyers are calling me right now saying, if you don't defend this, you know, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying she shouldn't have got it, but I thought it was kind of a badge of honor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there no like comments field? There's not, is there? <laughs> oh, What's don't don't let the BN Army put comments in the comments field. <laughs> I learned that twenty some years ago. Or I was trying to was. figure out how to make sure it's a Brewing Network listener no, who gets some no, stuff. No. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh, I got you. It's gonna happen. But what if they're not from the Brewing Network? We'll be able to tell. Okay. I- 
If it happens in this <laughs> period of time, okay. I will include some things. If you're watching on Facebook right now. If you're watching on Facebook right now. And, all, all four people. And we're probably on for another 30 minutes or so. Yeah. The first... What are we going to... How many people? We're just going to give some hats and stuff, right? I can right? get beanies. So, Let's do the first beanies. five. First five people who sign up are also going to get some sweet beanies. Not They're this one, because I'm keeping this one. A beanie, an ornament, okay. and an earring and thing? fun fact about our commemorative... And how about a hop salt, or an ornament, or a koozie? Oh, yeah. What's with the oh, hop You're going to get salt? something. You're going to get a something. Well, just... How about, how about a prize pack? You're going to get a prize pack. The first five will get a prize pack. Prize pack. Can we do that? <gasps> Look at that. Oh, no. That they was not it, about it. They could put it freshies. in the address field after, like, the their no, address honey, there is a there is a comment section in the order sheet. Oh, okay. Oh, mind. care of BN. Boom. In the second address care field. Care of like Green Hour. Okay. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> that was right. very... That was that was physics-based answer right there. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I love it. We got swag. I will swag it up. Um, and every year we make a commemorative ornament. So you will not get the same ornament in 2022. Okay. Uh, it's a local guy who is retired. He does them for us in his garage. It's really nice. Um, and so those are our 2021 edition. Our 2020 was a, a hop solo. I should send you one of those because they're adorable. Okay. And it's just a hop. I'll come down and get it. Um, I want to go bowling. Yeah. So and I'll 2022, just, yeah. maybe it's a bowling ball. I don't know. We'll oh, there we go. The, the bowling <laughs> yeah. is fun. Yeah. The bowling is super fun. All right. Why don't we do this? Because um, we have more beer to try. Yeah. And then, Chris Graham, I, you guys are, you're stepping into my territory over there at More Beer <gasps> and starting to do some, like, video stuff. Uh-oh. I don't know if you're doing, like, a podcast yet, but no. you're, you're getting there. Uh-oh. So we got stuff to talk we'll about. We'll never too. trample on your world. <laughs> That's because you know I'll just do it for you. But you, you through alcohol, created me. Yeah, so uh, it's your fault. And we have some stuff to give away for more beer, too. <laughs> um, so here's what we'll do. We'll take a, a quick break, and, and when we come back, we're going to try some more beer. What are we trying next, do you think, guys? I would, I would go past concepts, the the Lambic-inspired Belgian-style oh. ale, before we go full coffee stout. stout. We'll finish with the coffee stout? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a dessert, dessert All right. beer. Let's do that. We'll be right back, right here on The Session. Welcome back to The Session the first session. It feels like the first session ever. The very first session back in two. I, the the first. I I, I don't want to diminish JP's efforts because he's worked really hard for us throughout the the pandemic. The very first in studio session uh, back in two years, and I'm I'm so pleased to be here, and I'm so happy uh, about my guests today. Um, not just because uh, they're lovely people, all three of you, um, but also hey. because. But because the beer is delicious. The beer is just so delicious. It's amazing. Um, And we have more to talk about um, beer-wise. And plus, we've got some new stuff going on at at More Beer, too. But um, I just want you to know, I went back to the Riven as my, like, (laughs) cleanup beer. I've got a palate cleanser beer. um, And then we've got uh, uh, two different tasters in in front of us. And one of them is your, your sour beer. Which is called Past Concepts, is that right? Past Concepts. Now, I say sour beer, but I think this is actually kind of a true lambic, isn't it? We call it lambic inspired. Okay. I don't like to call it lambic, just out of respect for the Belgians. And oh. to make lambic, you need to be in that particular region of Fair. Belgium. Like okay. champagne. Yeah, exactly. So I always say lambic inspired whenever I'm talking about our beer to speak just out of respect for them totally but it fair. is definitely okay. inspired by the lambic tradition and like that's the goal is mm. to make beer as good as the belgians because they i mean we think that 
the the lambic brewers in Belgium are making some of the best and most complex beers in the world and have been for hundreds of years and like to recreate that is is truly difficult so that's yeah. spent a, a I spent my whole time at Beecher Blendery just literally that was the quest you know like can you make a beer in America as good as the Belgians and that was Gabe and I set out on that quest okay uh, with the help of Harrison as well yeah and, and Julian and uh, yeah that was the goal and I wanted to. With Wild Fields, we wanted to keep that kind of quest going. Um, I got a little tired of Sour Beer, to be honest. You know what? So did I. And I was like its biggest cheerleader for a long time. And then I, I got a little tired of it. And I think part of it was because a lot of it was lacking complexity. Like you just mentioned, the, the Belgians just have this complexity. Is that why did you get tired of it? I got tired because I was making that's all, you, all oh, I was making. I, see, okay. I only made one style of beer for four years, okay. and I was drinking wow. it every day. I see. Okay, yeah. Let's backtrack. I was still on this passionate about it. Blendery quest. Let's go way back to the Beechwood days, before Beechwood Blendery. Lost Abbey days, Ian. Yeah. Yeah. We Lost yeah. Abbey. Yeah. And so. we had Sourfest at Beechwood Barbecue. And Ryan found a six stole of like duck duck goose tucked away. Yeah. In the cellar and added guava to it. Was it guava? Okay. Like the local it guy's was guava. Like some other weird fruit. It was like a guava hybrid or something. Yeah, it was something crazy. And we had sour fast and Ryan was like, Hey, I found this keg of duck duck guava. we called it duck duck guava, is what yeah. we had yeah, it right. marketed as. Fun fact, Ryan and I met for the first time at a Sour Fest. I don't remember him. He remembers me. Um, <laughs> nice move. It was not meant to be. A couple years later, a couple years later, we're dating. Yeah. Um, and he found this six stole of Duck Duck Goose and um, blended it with some guava and brought it to Sour Fest. And he had to present it on a microphone. Oh, he right. Bright red. And it was adorable. Um, <laughs> early in the days of becoming a brewer. But okay, that's when yeah. Gabe was like, if I ever make sour beer with this guy, like if I ever make sour beer, I'm going to make sour beer with this guy. Oh, right. Oh, nice. Yeah. I definitely developed a passion for sour beer by working at Lost Abbey. I mean, that was, Tommy was one of the first people to kind of start delving into that. Yeah. Like trying to yeah. make sour beer in America. He's like him and Vinny and. Sure. All those, and all he's those, just great at it. Crew at the beginning, and uh, so I like immediately kind of at my first sip. You know, the first time you ever try sour beer, you're like what is this? Like it doesn't really make sense. But quickly developed a palate for it, and like fell in love with it. Lost Abbey, and like ever since working with Tommy there, I've definitely like that's been one of my passions in okay. the beer industry. And we we both love sour beer, and okay. especially when it's done right. Right, like you were saying like yeah. So like, this one. Is done. This is done right. This has all the complexity that I feel like has been lacking in many that I that I try recently. And that's the hard part, is right. Like then we tell people like, oh, we have a sour, and they're like, I don't do sours. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. Yeah. You haven't done sours. Right. I could almost guarantee the sour you have had is not. It's again like the word IPA has been strung so sure. thin, and sour now has been strung so thin. Yeah, and it's like no. Yours is a kettle sour. No, yours like is a Berliner Weiss. Pure vinegar. Yours well, is, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa! I thought we were okay. going blows here. But I well, as long as we don't name any names. Yeah. But I okay. But I will say this about your because I think what you're saying is that it's it can be it can open doors. It can be a gateway sour. Yes. But I'm actually going, and I hope you take this as a compliment. I actually think you have to have a fairly sophisticated palate to really enjoy this sour. I agree. And, I like and it's because there are so many nuances to this. It, it tastes like a real Belgian one. It, there's a little pepper. There's a little sour. 
There's a little farmhouse. There's, there's horse blanket. So there's horse cheese. blanket. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's horse blanket cheese. isn't that. I get so much cheese. Yeah. Right. And so if you're brand new, this might, I don't know that this will be the gateway one, but if you're kind of an experienced sour drinker, it's going to be like such a, uh, like a relief, you're gonna be like, oh my god, thank you. It's a, it's a really, it's a world class sour, is what I'm saying. And, yeah, my concern is just people get worn out trying to figure out what sours are. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah, people yeah. make these word, it, it, the word Especially sour is overly just acidic. So beer. Yeah. for a while there, sure. it was just every sour every in America sour. was just overly acidic, and and hard not to make them. Though you really got to know what you're doing. So and that, yeah, so, like please just stop making them if you don't know. If you, make them. <laughs> yeah, can I just yeah. please? Yeah, this is good advice. And I, I like and it. The, <laughs> I like it. The real trick, and I think what people are lacking, and why a lot of them are too sour, is you need bitterness. Like there needs to be a certain level of IBU. I see to counter create. Not only control, it controls the acidity, it also adds, like, a depth to it, a layer to it, and, like, if you, these Lambic beers in Belgium are, they have a decently high IBU. Like, mm. people are making sour beer with zero IBU because they want their lactobacillus to survive. Yeah. The the bacteria that's making beer in Belgium is tolerant to, like, 30 IBU, you know, 40 IBU sometimes, and and you need that element of the beer to make it taste right. Are trying you trying to make a Belgian style sour beer? Are you using old hops like yeah, they do so as well? Yeah, so age. Okay. That's what, so when we when we started the the blendery, we're trying to like go through and figure out the steps and what's important, you know. And everyone's talking turbid mash. Um, what we've really realized though is that age hops were the were the key. That's like that's really what you need to be focusing on is like age hops, IBU level, getting a, a an IBU tolerant bacterial strain. Um, Namely, Pediococcus, okay. Lactobacillus. Okay. Um, that's really one of the main the main things. The turbid mash, like we don't you do a turbid mash. Okay. We, I we don't, do a half turbid. We we do something that m- mimics it. So uh, we, go go ahead and nerd out on that for me. What do you do what do you mean? Super super hot single infusion and don't rest. So we just we mm. mash in and like you're targeting like 168 mash temp. I want to say it's been a while since it brewed one of these. And then no rest, just immediately splattering. Wow. Okay. And, uh, you're just trying to like minimize conversion, basically. Just yeah. get a bunch of starch in there. So. Oh, interesting. And trying to do a turbid mash on like a system built for single infusion is just, I, I tried it a lot. It doesn't really work. <laughs> so, I see. Unless you have some like system that's kind of built for doing these steps and have like hardy enough rakes to like rake crane when there's like barely any water in it. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we don't have rakes. Okay. Yeah, it's Ryan rakes. with his arms. R- Ryan's arms. Yeah, yeah. But and same I, thing at the blendery. It was as long as you have a base wort that is high in starches, and yeah, and you, it's really to me, it's about the age hops, the IBU level, and then also what your the culture. Right? You want it, You're trying to mimic spontaneous fermentation, so don't do a huge pitch and like expect it to start fermenting the next day. Mm-hmm. Like we literally pitch super small. Like I'll take some beer off of a barrel and pitch that into the next barrel. We're talking about wow. like minimal pitch rates like maybe 10,000 100,000 cells per mil like wow like one percent of what you're going to pitch on a normal beer and, and let don't, it grow don't expect and... fermentation for like five to ten days and because you want sweat the whole time oh like okay as, yeah. as a yeah. home brewer time... please don't make this and call me every day saying right. my yeah. airlock's not moving. right yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, why it's a whole stress period it's great it, it it's took fantastic. some it took some leaps of faith when we started <laughs> doing this we're like we just got to trust like you hear about 
you read about it, right? Oh, ferment and lambic fermentation doesn't start for seven days. But to do it as a brewer that's made clean beer, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, you take a leap of faith. And sometimes Enterobacter will take over before fermentation starts, and you'll have to dump some beer. Like that happens. But there's some tricks to get around that. Uh, lowering pH to like four point five, four point seven uh, with lactic acid uh, will help if you're really worried about it. Um, if you have a strong culture that you know is going to work, even if you underpitch, it's going to start working. And wow. It's going to start. The bacteria is going to kick off first, and like, you want everything to have its time to shine. If Saccharomyces just goes crazy, everything else is just going to go dormant. Uh, you want to have like see. everything have its period of time to to shine. So, underpitch, use age hops, and uh, pH, and be patient. Yep. Wow. How 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 old is this lambic? Uh, so this Inspired. is spent a year and a half in the barrel. And then it's been bottled for, I don't know, like eight months or so. Oh, yeah. So I'd say the minimum amount of time we usually let beer sit in barrel is about a year and a half. That's when it starts to, like, become a beer, I would say. And then usually up to, like, three or four years. Going beyond that, it starts to kind of fall off, I think. But uh, if we're going to do, like, a goose-inspired beer, we'll wait and we'll blend some one-year-old, some two-year-old, and some three-year-old Lambic-inspired barrels together. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of the... uh, the pinnacle of what we're we're shooting for. So this would be this like a like a one year old lambic inspired beer. Okay. So you don't think these other breweries doing kettle sours are waiting a year? No. Yeah. <laughs> or, or even and, a weekend. You know, or... It's fine, but like call it a kettle sour yeah, and explain yeah. to your clientele that it's a kettle sour. I, right. I and just, some do. Yeah. And some yeah. do, yeah. but like I didn't get into this industry and I didn't fall in love with it to just call everything a sour. I right. got into it to explain the idiosyncrasies and the complexities and the, the specifics and that's what makes it beautiful and that's what yeah. makes this industry wonderful. And people who do it, we know why we do it. Yeah. So I just I beg people to please allow this industry to stay why we love it. Yeah. yeah. Take a little energy and just work on ex- like teaching people and spreading knowledge instead of trying to just lump things into an easy digestible way to sell more beer. Cause I feel like a lot these days things are getting diluted. People are just trying to sell more beer. They're going to call everything an IPA cause mm-hmm. it sells. Yep. Instead of explaining to people, Oh, this is actually this, this or this or that, you know I mean? Like, sure. When I was running the Orange County Brewers Guild, that was my biggest, everyone's like, well, so-and-so doesn't make good beer and so-and-so doesn't make good beer. And I was like, stop pointing fingers. Yeah. Challenge your clientele to understand what good beer is. Yeah. And so we started an off-flavor class. Okay, yeah. You could buy into It's still happening. So if you're in Orange County and you want to learn about off-flavors, yep. it doesn't happen as often, but like I was doing them monthly. Every awesome. month. Yeah. We would sit down. And anyone in the industry, it was free, right? So I'm like, I'm challenging your staff to learn off flavors so that if you do have off flavors, right. then they're, they're going to call you on your sh- yeah. right? Like, yeah. this isn't, this needs to be, everyone in this industry needs to be educated, needs to be nurtured. Sure. And and our staff, like, we do off flavor tastings and we we don't do them as much as we can because it's COVID. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the goal is to bring people in this industry who love it and who learn it and who... And it's needed. Well, and it's the push and pull of a growing industry like yeah. this, too. I mean, you're going to have some of your larger breweries who need to sell beer Absolutely. and changing the name to IPA, as you mentioned, is going to help Ugh. them do that. Um, and But it is, it's a push and pull. It's this back and forth of like, how do we grow while also maintaining quality yeah. and education? Um, and my answer to that, my own answer to that, is with beer like this. Quality. Like this is, yeah, yeah, with quality. Uh, because it's really hard to do to say anything else when it's just that much quality. This is just such a great layer. Yeah. Uh, it, it, 
I, I rarely tell the story of this, but it was before 2001, you know, before hey, hey, hey. when when you hey. could bring beer on a plane, <laughs> essentially is where I'm going with this. Right. Okay. And so my business partner and I get to go to a wine show in, in uh, Italy and we do that. And we're like, oh, you know, we're, we're over here. Let's go up to Belgium. Like, let's check yeah. this out. And we didn't make any arrangements. We don't do those things where we were 20 <laughs> something years old. So we get on a train, get up there and drink along the way. And, and then we go to, and we were like, oh, we'll go to Cantillon. Got to go to Cantillon. And, and so first off, it's hard to find because it's in the it's industrial hard to find. district. Yeah. yeah. But we go there and we do the self-guided tour and we're like, eh, eh, try the beer. And, and I think I'd had like Lindemann's Foyenbois. Yeah. Like that's the yeah. only like <laughs> Belgian beer I'd ever really had before with like, you know, those type of characters. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Like, and that's what I'm, I'm getting these same flavors. And that day we ended up meeting the owners and that was cool in its own right and getting the taste off of barrels and we bought a ton of beer. So two days later we're at uh, Amsterdam airport and you know, you weigh your bag and they're like, Oh, I can't weigh that much, sir. So I'm throwing away jeans. I'm throwing away sweatshirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I did the same. And we brought back all these bomber, uh, you know, big bottles and ate some and, and some, we had our employees over to, uh, we lived together back then. Um, and we had our few employees, Brandon being one of them, and uh, we're like, "You guys got to try this beer. Like, it, it's called a sour. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not used to this. Um, I mean, IPAs weren't a thing yet. Uh, you go to a bar around here, and it's it's you know, Bud Miller, Coors, and maybe Sam Adams or maybe Sierra Nevada. That was the right. Uh, Good old the, days. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so they tried it, and they're like, "Oh my god, you know, where do we get this? And you just can't get this. And and this is just bringing me home right." Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the complexity. That's just a great beer. Good job. Yeah, Gabe kind of joked around when we were starting the blendery. He's like, because he used to get like pallets of Cantillon back before people like knew about it and yeah. get, get it into beach barbecue and like be a huge supporter and like of it. But all of a sudden it kind of gained traction and it was like super hard to get. And all of a sudden, like he couldn't get any, oh, more, shit, any yeah. anymore. He's like, I just started the blendery because I couldn't get it anymore. <laughs> like, so we were trying to make it ourselves. That's like, amazing. That's awesome. Infinite supply. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we I used to be able to buy it all, all over the place, and we started a policy here at the Hop Grenade where uh, we do get Cantillon. We do not mark it up any anything over our normal margins like most places do, but you have to drink it on site because people will buy it because we, we sell it cheap, like relatively to everybody else. Yeah. They'll buy it and then sell it on eBay oh, for, for like twice as much. So we just, from the beginning, I was like, no... I want great beer like that to still be accessible. I want people to be able to try it. I mean, it's still 30 bucks a bottle. It, 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 it used to be cheaper than that, but it's not 60 bucks a bottle like yeah. it is around the corner and other places, right? And I just, I still want it to be accessible. But this one, same thing, accessible. Yeah, yeah our bottle of past concepts costs. 16? 17. Oh, no way. I'm buying a all case. Right, I'm, of I'm it. like, it's yeah. A, it's a 500 <laughs> yeah. mil bottle. That's fine. That's all right. That's actually the right size, too, for most settings. Yeah. I I don't want a whole lot more. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah. I will say nice... there uh, there is some cases available through Lime Ventures for all you retailers out there. Oh, right. Not in the local area. And if you are in our local area, which is slow, Fresno, Ventura will sell cases to, reta- to, to people that, that think their clientele would like that. Okay. But that's kind of the nice thing about Ryan and I going through life in the beer industry is like, okay, how much of this would I open by myself, right? And if I'm with one other person, I would open it and split it. Like a 550, we can we can handle on our own, yep. right? It's like approachable enough. 
Yeah. When you get bigger than that, it's kind of like, oh, this is a huge endeavor. Like, this is a I, party. Am I really going to open this by myself? <laughs> I, I'm either an alcoholic or I need to invite some friends. <laughs> well, if you're local to the Hop Grenade, we have it on tap. I imagine it's going to make it at least a, a couple of days, unless I drink it all. Yeah. Uh, so you can come on down the Hop Grenade probably oh, through the weekend. I think it just went off. Uh, <laughs> it's all gone now. Yeah. I just told Kevin, hey, as soon as we have this glass, take it off tap for me. <laughs> Save that. Um, all right, and we've got another beer to try, but uh, I, I want to. We're going to end on that beer. I think we're going to end the whole show because I like to end on on guests' beer. It's my new motto. I don't know. I just made it up. Yeah, right that's now. a good that's motto, right motto. there. We're always yeah. going to end on a guests' beer. Um, but okay, free beer Fridays with Chris Graham at More Beer. Yes. Is, what is this that I've been hearing about? <laughs> One of these ideas that lives in your brain, and you just really hope an employee will come up with a good thing to run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm in charge of a lot of our website stuff and whatnot, and and uh, I, you could tell uh, that technical term stuff that yeah, yeah. Uh, we've always been a, if you build it, they will come kind of company. And we've been doing that. I mean, we've been online since 96, 97. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we always tried to put out cool stuff. And hopefully those who want it will come to it and blah, blah, blah. And then you grow up as a company and you go through your little changes and, and changes and changes. And then you realize there's a thing called SEO. <laughs> and there's a thing called this and a thing called that. And so um, I don't want to put out a bunch of crap. We One of the things we did a couple of years ago was bought the old Brewing Techniques uh, articles because I loved, I grew up brewing on brewing techniques. Mm. I was in college and my roommate was a photographer for brewing techniques in Eugene, Oregon. So it was awesome. This was uh, a magazine that I don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. It's older okay. than you too. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Sorry. To me too. I Sorry. thought you were with me. I, I thought we were right am. on the same uh, there, but... plane. This was the nineties. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't think I was that old. No, I was still like changing tires in the nineties. Oh, I didn't do the beer thing yet. Yeah. So anyway, uh, great, technical writing okay. um, mostly geared towards the like 200 breweries so it's amazing that they failed um, <laughs> right <because Yeah. laughs> it's like who are you writing those no for? audience yeah. yeah so we bought them and people love that they're like holy crap and then i started being like well we know other people who can write so Vito started writing articles other people started writing articles and it's like now we have um, four or five hundred good beer articles on more beer just uh, various aspects awesome. as opposed to like our how-to's you know, yeah, the, yeah. the things that we always considered essential, like, oh, you want to use a conical, here's how to do it. But they want to know, you know, mash pH and, and things like that. So you sure. put that out. Um, and so long story short, I used to come on this show Yeah, when you used to do this show. <laughs> yeah. I used to drink too much. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. And uh, the most fun I had was giving away stuff. Right. And that's why when they said they're going to have a contest, I'm like, what do you want to give away? It's yeah. like, you know, I taught for Siebel. My most fun teaching at Siebel was giving away stuff mm -hmm. and, and building that excitement. And so I'm trying to do a whole show around doing that. Giving stuff away. That's awesome. And uh, and I think it's a, a we'll do a few other things on the show, but it's going to be short. It's not going to be a long show like this. It's yeah. not going to be you're going to learn how to homebrew or anything like that. And it's video. It's video. Okay. Sorry. You guys built a studio at the new Morbier location. Yeah. Well, I did some uh, consulting, yes, but yes, I yes. haven't seen the finished product yet. Uh, so I got to come. Check. So you guys, you now have a video studio, and you're going to do short videos. And I don't even know if I'm going to use that. I might use my backyard because okay. I want to do more. Like if you don't mind me doing it here some days, yeah, and, heck no. And it's going to be five minute videos. I might come videos. down to see you guys. Mm -hmm. Road trip. And mm -hmm. uh, the whole thing is essentially every week. 
we're going to give away beer. And instead of beer that's brewed, we're going to give you a homebrew kit. Nice. Five-gallon ingredient kit, and you make the beer. And so we're going to feature different kits that we sell. We partner with breweries sometimes, and so maybe we can do that, um, which would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I selfishly want that uh, <laughs> check pills. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, we're going to be giving away that every week. That's easy. Uh, then every month, we're going to have something bigger. The cannula we talked about earlier, a brew system. And then the goal is to build that audience up. Build, you know, the, the more people we have listening, the bigger the prizes will be. I want to get you involved in one of the bigger prizes. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm down. We have enough friends uh, who yeah. do this that I think would make that prize fun for someone. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the idea. And, and you know, we'll have a little segment on what's new at More Beer, what new products. We have freaking 10,000 some odd products online now. Wow. I can't keep track of them. It is really crazy how, yeah. you got, how much you guys have grown. I, I, I brewed on Mount Whitney, what, three, uh, five, <clears throat> six months ago, something like that. Um, and we, my business partner and I hiked 40 something miles and wow. brewed on the top and fly fished for golden trout. And that was an awesome experience. Yeah. But I'm it's not funny. doing any of that with you. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. Uh, but, uh, but, RV doesn't go that far. No, exactly. One of the funniest parts was I'm like, oh, we need to find a way after we have this boiling wort, how we're going to get it down. Cause I don't want to bring a fermenter. Like that's yeah. just extra weight. You're at yeah. almost 15,000 feet. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of fat i'm kind of tired like i don't know how that's gonna go uh and of all things we have our shop tied into our facebook feed and there's a product that's this like bag that's rated for boil that's made by one of our vendors out of australia that you just hot pack right into and i'm like we, we sell that yeah <laughs> you don't even know and yeah. the second i did that i'm like we need to show that we introduce all the new stuff we have because if i don't know it yeah. this is yeah. ridiculous how right. are my customers supposed to know about it so that's kind of the idea and along the way giveaways coupon codes um all the fun stuff that we, we want to encourage what you used to have which was that live listenership yeah and we're not going to do it live we're going to do it recorded but drop it on fridays <laughs> okay um noon on fridays pacific time uh, three in the Eastern. And it's going on your YouTube page or it's going to go on a YouTube page. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So the more beer YouTube page and when has it started already or it's, nope. a, it's about to start? No, I okay. just gave it all away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the possibilities. Yeah. What are we My giving? Competitors are about to launch this. Yeah. It's going to suck. <laughs> What are we giving away tonight, Chris Graham? What do you want to give away? Well, we should give away a beer. We, should, we just talked about free beer Friday, sure. so let's do the we'll do a beer kit, right? Let's do a starter kit because you have a lot of people who don't brew. That's true. I do now. Yeah. So we have a starter kit that has. I mean, for me, this is crazy as your first batch of beer, but we have a Pliny because Vinny gave us that recipe. Yeah, yeah. And we have a starter kit with Pliny, so mm. let's give that away. Okay. What what should be the way they get it? Um, let's make it easy on me. Oh, I'll, I'll take care of the work. So, uh... so uh, the first person to email uh, Chris Graham at freebeerfriday at morebeer.com. And you have to, here's the email. Here's the word you have to say. They have to be exact, Chris Graham. Write okay. this down. Oh. I love Chris Graham. I heard him on the Brewing Network. Do they have to spell Graham correctly? Yep. <laughs> yes. Like the cracker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that the subject? Or none, is that... of this, none of this everybody gets a trophy shit. You got to say what I just said. I love Chris Graham, and I heard him on the Brewing Network. And you're going to send that to email address 
free beer Friday at morebeer.com. Is that right? Yep. Okay. And I, I wrote it down, believe it or not. <laughs> the first one to get that right. <laughs> so you had to have had not too many beers tonight. Do we have a it? drunk of the week? I miss all these old <laughs> things that we used to have. I know. We had so many. No, we're going a new direction. Now. All right. That's I, I, You know what? I think the drunk of the week was a bad idea. <laughs> it was a great idea. for an, It had its run. <laughs> and uh, look, it's kind of like, it's just like growing up, right? We all did dumb. Like sure. when you and your business partner lived together. Your lives were de- very different than they are now. Yes, fair enough. And the show has to reflect that as well. His wife got pregnant and I moved out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good. Smart. Uh, and respectful. Good on you. Uh, all right. So we're giving away a Pliny uh, starter kit. I love it. Well, let's do another one. Okay. What else should we give away? A crawler maker thing. Oh, you're going <laughs> big. <laughs> I mean, big. he's had a couple beers, right? You got to just throw it out there. Uh, no, let's save no, that no, no, for no. your next appearance. All right. Let's do that. Because you're going to be... Chris, so I've talked Chris Graham into uh, uh, appearing with me. You know, not every week, but I just said, hey, I really would like it if you wouldn't mind coming in and hanging out and being... I, I'm going to have a rotating set of co-hosts from now on. That's I think just that's the way smart. it's going to go. Um, I think it's fun. I think it keeps things fresh. Yeah. And so Chris Graham is now part of that rotating deal. So we'll And you s- keep sorry. me married by so rotating. The, yes, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, let's do the Crowler thing next time. I like that. Um, I don't know. What are you? What are you excited about? What's in the middle there that you're that you're excited about right now? Oh, there's so many good. things. You guys really have a lot. I just went shopping at your store the other day. Yeah, I was just like I said, I was just there for Sankey Taps. But I'm looking around. You guys have kegerators galore. Those didn't used to exist. That'll be a, another um, big giveaway we'll do. But that's got to okay. be for something big. Yeah, yeah for just sure. Be, that's just oh no, no, be no. a random. No, I I'm love not Chris uh, Graham, and I heard him no, on no, no. the first yeah. hour. I'm just pointing out the amount of cool equipment that exists now is just so different. Uh, so walking through your showroom now you is uh, different than before. I have water filter kits that yeah. can easily be used mm-hmm. as a Randall. My mm-hmm. middle name is Randall. Oh, but, well, there uh, you go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> our uh, jockey boxes are from morebeer.com, and we love them. Which they one? Are, Aren't they nice? I don't the know, jockey boxes. Are they our new? Oh, they're the red one. Gotcha. Yeah, they kind of have the oh, yeah. tube that coils inside, yep. and you can pull it out. Yeah, it's yep. I looked around. I'm like, these are definitely the ones I that want. Was the best. That's interesting. Yeah, That's we, what I have we also have more of the newer style, too. Yeah, the newer we, ones are sweet. What are those called? What are the newer ones? Comos brand. That's what they are. What do yeah. they do? They're, look they're cool. more like the commercial style. I love those, the the 50-footers of 3 A's because I can serve homebrew on them at my normal pressures. I don't have to crank it yeah. up to get it through there. Yeah. But the other ones we have are more for commercial brews for an outdoor event like Justin does. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're a little more efficient in the transfer of temperature. Mm. Yeah. And they're a little more polished looking. And they're, they're, they look sweet. I just like, yeah. I like them because they look cool. Yeah. And, and they hold temperature better. But I mean, who's really serving beer for nine days or whatnot, except <laughs> Burning Man or whatnot? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we go to Burning Man, we'll, it's a whole other story. Then it's another story. <laughs> well, well, Justin, I have those stories too. But right. we'll just we're both, re- we're both retired from our Burning <laughs> yeah. Man days. We are days, not I retired. Think. We are going to be first. Well, I'm going to be a firstie, so we'll sync up with you guys. Oh. Do you, when it, you're not going this year, or, or no. are you okay? But it's on your agenda, is what you're saying. Every, uh, the fact that we haven't gotten a text message that the brewery has lost power or right. is on fire is very <laughs> surprising. Makes, makes you think, yeah. Time. So Justin uh, went to my wedding, which happened to be on the same weekend as Burning Man, which I almost lost one of my best friends, oh, no. Doc, because I did my wedding on that weekend. You didn't and check the 
those things? Oh, I know what I was doing, but the, oh. you don't always yeah. get to choose. You are in a partnership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard conversation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. so Doc and Justin got a plane from Burning Man, literally yeah. from Burning Man. On the dirt. To Reno. Nice. Then, For the wedding. Then a test uh, a rental car, like a Mustang or something, and then yeah. fly down to where my wedding was in South Lake Tahoe. Yep. Where we had no hot water in the uh, hotel because the power went out. Yeah, we, it was still a shower, and it, we, I took it. It was great. A shower is better than nothing. Exactly. We Man, right? we <laughs> left Burning Man, yeah. went to a it took a shower, went to a wedding, and then flew back to Burning Man. So it was a that, it was a my 20, kind of people. We were fr- we love Chris Graham. It was a friend's weekend, and we had to do it. So it was a twenty four hour trip to to make it to the wedding. Yeah, um, that's nice. that's real love right there. That's right. It is. That's right. I will never forget that, but I'm also looking up good stuff to give away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't you think of stuff to give away? And we're going to talk about this, uh, the final uh, Wild Fields what, beer that's in our glass no. here. So what is... Firmzilla. We'll give away a Firmzilla. Oh. What is a Firmzilla? A big conical plastic thing that can ferment at pressure and easy oh, to clean. Oh, it's a Firmzilla. It is. It does. You know, does, yeah. you know the, the Firmzilla. <laughs> Um, okay, what do they have to do for that one? Is this another Let's email? Let's make it easy. Email, easy. Do you and, want them to email us? Okay. And just put, oh, the, the, double, yeah. put the subject line, Firmzilla. I'm okay. making this one easy. All right, first, first one, one to do that. to And uh, also to Free Beer Friday at morebeer.com? Absolutely. All right, do that. And then Chris Graham is going to ship you a Firmzilla. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? And from here on out, just so you know, I'm going to give them... A promo code for it, and they have uh, to deal with putting all that information in on my website. That's <laughs> easy to use. Look at you go. That's the Crosley style right there. Yeah. You just got to get rid of that work. <laughs> I delegate it to the winner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Unstuck in time. Is that what this this yeah. final beer Unstuck we have is called? Unwind. And what is this? So this is an Imperial Coffee Stout. Oh, it uh, it's really just a yeah, vessel so for coffee. Okay. Uh, this this beer. So <laughs> it uh, we use local coffee from our favorite roaster in Atascadero, Joe Bella Coffee, and we did. I went and we uh, smelled some beans and and made like a special blend that I thought would work good for the beer. And it's a blend of uh, Sumatra and Ethiopia beans. Sumatra really gives it kind of like that depth and earthiness, and then the Ethiopia gives it a little bit of that jammy fruitiness. It's a, a low roast coffee, so you're not going to get a ton of that like roasted astringency. It's really just got that pure kind of coffee essence that's really jammy, and it's the way that we like to drink okay. just our actual coffee. Now, too. who roasted that? Uh, they roasted at Jobella mm-hmm. Coffee okay. in Atascadero. In Atascadero. Thank yeah. you, Joe. This is delicious. Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, what is it? Nine percent. Ten point two. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was a little tired when I came in. We should have had this first. You should have yeah, gone yeah. first. Go. I know. I was yeah. looking for coffee and I was like, but if I start with this, my palate's Well, I do see what you mean. You you made it because it's like it's how you like to drink your coffee. This is better than the shit coffee I make myself in the morning. Like I would definitely this tastes like really good gourmet coffee. We call yeah. this hangover. Okay. Beer. Yeah. Oh, and that it is. We yeah. put about we put 20 pounds of beans into about let's see it's like five barrels of beer where do they go 150 gallons into the serving tank so i brew oh i basically brew a imperial porter so like really kind of like low roast like a stout without as much roastiness 
because we're going to add the coffee. So I want that to kind of be in go. place of the roastiness. If you have too much roast in the base, then it's just going to kind of stack on top and it's not going to show the coffee as much. And then we'll, I do half of the beans are whole, half of the beans are ground. Mm. And then we throw that in the serving tank, purge the tank, and then transfer the beer onto the beans with a little bit of cocoa nibs too. Okay. Um, for about two days and then pull it off. Wow. So it's just cold steeped. Just cold. Okay. Interesting. And and what made you do the whole bean? So what I used to do back in the pizza port days, I found this kind of hack because I didn't want to use only ground coffee because I thought it would maybe over extract and it just would get kind of gummed up. Uh, the whole beans, I thought maybe you wouldn't get enough. So what I would do is I found this homebrew mill and I would mill the beans with mm. a homebrew mill. Like just very cr- gentle. Would, like crack them open, maybe get like some good pieces um, so that was kind of like my ideal method. I tried to like find the same one that I got for that, and I couldn't find the right one that <laughs> the would mill beans. Of our life. Because <laughs> milling beans yeah. is different than milling grain. So I just decided because we only have grain, so much like, time. I can't do it. And I was like, so you just do a full ground, half of it's so fully ground. I just asked them, I'm like, hey, grind, grind it as coarse as you can. Okay. Half of it. And then I'll just do half and half, half yeah. whole bean, half ground. Got a lot it. of people. People go both ways. I'm like, I'm just, I just like the meat in the middle, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah. The, nice, the nice thing about that is that's repeatable. Yeah. Exactly, but doing yeah. a, you know, mm-hmm. widening your gap on a two-roller mill. And it wasn't and widening it enough, and it was just, like, just not going through. And work. it was, like, literally, we're just sitting there in the brewery. Uh, we well, opened, right? And you're just like, oh, my God, just make the stupid beer. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 really, like, I wish we had a pandemic right now so we could just close. <laughs> Yeah, that this is, not, is this that, is that awful. Was not a help. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible friend of mine. I, I roast coffee all the time, three or four times a week. I love good coffee, but all the kernel sizes are very different. So mm. trying to get that, like, where you're going to do that light crack, I could see that being so hard to yeah. emulate. So mm-hmm. this, yeah, this is definitely is repeatable. It seems to work pretty well. So we're just kind of oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's that. super tasty. Yeah. yeah. Wow, and the unstuck in time is a it's a Kurt Vonnegut reference, mm. Slaughterhouse Five, the book, and coincidentally, when we released this one, they just came out with the unstuck in time documentary about Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, I no haven't way. seen it yet; it just like just came out. Wow, it's been like forty years in the making, or not forty, like twenty years in the making. Yeah, this guy followed Kurt Vonnegut around while he was alive, and then it took him like another eight years, and kind of aptly called unstuck in time because it took him like 20 years to make this movie but what a perfectly did you send him tribute. a beer yeah i, sh- I should you I really know. should it's probably send him a keg right <laughs> it's kurt vonnegut hey. was kurt vonnegut hey yeah. you out there listening <laughs> yeah. yeah that was kurt vonnegut's best friend and documentarian oh we want to give you beer yeah <laughs> hey also you wanted to do a couple shout outs now that we're uh doing shots my kids yeah go they're right not listening oh but... they're not there anymore oh no they, but they said... can watch it later though yeah, they were listening and then they we, got bored. Oh, well, plus, plus we started dropping f bombs and you know. Yeah, they've heard worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jocelyn and Russell, we love you. You're there the best. Go. Thank you for keeping us sane. There we go. Wait, your kids keep you sane? <laughs> Graham, your, yours are different? There would be no work-life balance without the kids. It'd be all work. Be oh, all work. Uh, trust yeah. me. I, I love my kids. They don't keep me sane. I, I didn't have a single gray hair until those. Uh, oh, he didn't have a single gray hair before me. So that's I'm way ahead, we're way ahead on that one. Um, yeah, I honestly think like they remind us what's important. And it's not about mm. making money. Mm-hmm. And we're really grateful for that because the pandemic could have pushed us another way. And yeah. instead I gave us time with them and it reminded us Aww. how important it is. 
I like yeah, that. So. I should spend time with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Slow tear. Um, <laughs> yeah. We also find a 1987 RV for $1,000 and just start oh, road tripping. And... RV friends. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. If I would have known there was an RV exemption to Heck coming up yeah. here, we would have spent the night. Oh, I could have made that happen. Yeah. So my and, and so I, I upgraded in, in 2020 because I thought I was touring the country. But mine before so that was... Was also a '97 that I bought for my good friend Jamil Zanishev, oh, who owns Heretic Brewing Company. Oh, no and way. I and I drove that '90 was yours '87 or '97? '87, but it's okay. That's okay. We're '70. I We're drove 70. that thing. I don't know how many miles. I drove Canada and back like twice. <laughs> it's been to Denver and back like ten times. You, you you're gonna have some good times in this RV. Have you yep. have you tripped in it? Yeah. Oh, she went to Santa Cruz and back. Okay. Yeah. She's our baby. Okay. I would say I was definitely more of a tent camping, maybe like a van type of guy. Sure. But Sprinter Jack, van. That's my dream. That Jackie convinced me to live the RV life. I'm like all in. It's hard all to go back. I wanted RV a pop up trailer. Let's not. It's... I convinced you to. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to end this because it's gonna become a huge well, battle. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna we throw my vote in. I want the four by four Sprinter van conversion. That's my dream. Yeah, those are those are nice. Yeah, we we are. I don't want the luxury. Because I don't want my family to go fishing with me. I see. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a smart move. <laughs> I want them to meet me, have a little fun, and, and then go home. Yeah. <laughs> or stay in a nice hotel while I go fishing. I want to live in nature, and my children do not, so he's going to be going home. <laughs> so I'm spoiled. I no longer live in a house. So instead, I have. Um, you don't hear that. Mm phrase that way yeah. so often. I, I no longer live in a house. I'm I, spoiled. I, I live no in longer. my Yeah, right. They don't but here's why I'm spoiled. But you're not because I have long. I have all three types of adventure vehicles. So I have the RV that I live in and that I use for long trips. I have my Volkswagen bus that I use for van life mm-hmm. and like uh, not quite glamping but like national parks and stuff where the RV yeah. fits. And then I have a forerunner with a tent when I really want to disappear Super out awkward. in the in the middle of nowhere, I love all and, of that. Uh, and that's where Justin's been for the last two <laughs> yeah, years. I wish instead Smart. of oh. being your host, where we're paying him to be a sponsor, and oh he's not effing <laughs> here, which is what we've been doing. Which is like I do uh, all the jobs for everyone. I I do wish that's exactly all where, where I've been. I did. Ta- I will admit, I took one uh, one good solid road trip, uh, thanks to our mutual friend Chris White. Uh, he got married in Texas. We RV caravaned, and then I extended the trip another month. Or <laughs> That's so. awesome. You know, that was yeah, that was the best I did. Um, okay, things are coming to an end here on the show. Um, just for tonight, this time, so that's happy, uh, and I'm I'm so glad that you guys, uh, all three of you, are my guests, my first guests back. I'm excited to be back in the studio. Um, it, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun in here. I've already got a bunch of guests lined up, and um, this was a good uh, icebreaker for me to kind of dust off the the cobwebs. I hope that you two don't mind uh, being my first guest, and that I had to kind of shake it off with you all. But <laughs> I'll tell you, you helped because the beer is so damn good. Oh God! Um, and and here's why I say that we've had. Um, we've had some bad beer guests in here before. Well, when I'm on top of my game, I can make anything sound good. Well, that's not the... <laughs> but tonight, I'm going to be honest with you, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have been like, oh, 
gosh, that's an IPA. Like I wouldn't, I just not, I'm not there yet. I'm like getting back in my seat and the okay. two of you made it super simple on me and I appreciate you for you it. Wait till you have your, for me though? wait till you have your first bad sour. Then you're like, just going to be like, right, yeah. not let bad yeah. beer get yeah. away. Be like, what yeah. is this? Well, it's a hard, Explain it's a hard, to me. so people have asked me that over the years. Uh, like our, and I, I've explained this sometimes. I'm in a difficult position, you right? Are. Because I invite guests onto the show, right? And, and who am I to like decide that their beer True. isn't, you see what I mean? It's, I, yeah, I, know, I, I, in other words, I've never called myself a journalist, right? A journalist should just always speak the truth. And hey, I'm going to interview, and if your beer's not good, I'm going to tell the world that the beer's not good. Well, but I'm not really that. But you're I'm kind of an entertainment uh, host where I'm here to facilitate the speaking of beer. So I don't lie to my listeners. I'm not saying I do that. But you can, if you were to go back and listen, you can tell the difference between a brewery like yours and and the way we speak and the questions I ask, and a brewery who I'm like, okay, let's keep it moving. Well, <laughs> but, like I but in re- talked a lot more shit about Ryan Fields. Right. Yeah. In reality, yeah, yeah. though, how many bad breweries have you really dealt with? Not many. Ooh. It's been Not a many. very pretty small amount. It's a small amount. It's yeah. a small amount. And and bad's also a tough word. Because look, we we could all grow. We all, we all have room yeah. to grow. We all That's can improve. Um, so I would. It's probably a more accurate thing to say. I've had plenty of breweries who've had room to improve. Sure. And those of them yeah. that are super open minded. That's actually also an easy interview. Yeah. But there are some who have room to improve that aren't as open-minded, and that's a tough so interview. So you knuckleheads out there, <laughs> we're going to crack it open <laughs> yeah. in 2022. Yeah. Get ready. Um, but I've got a great lineup of breweries. I'm so glad to start with yours, um, and it just made it easy. Chris Graham, thanks for being back in the studio with me. Hell of a start, dude. Yeah. This was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. I was like, oh, the show's only going to take an hour. And that's just... All you got to do is order my Uber, and uh, we'll be good. <laughs> yeah, done. There's I can, an RV in the back. I can, yeah, and there's an <laughs> RV in the back. I really should have had it. Now that I know, next time, dude, we're RV known. friends now. This would have. This is a whole game changer. Yeah. The longest it's Honey <laughs> Buns is on her way. Um, I did want to mention really quick that you guys have a collaboration beer that's coming out. Oh, yeah. Right? With uh, Gamecraft Brewing? Yep. It's in the, it's lagering in the serving tank right now. It's an Italian Pilsner Ooh, featuring nice. uh, Hallertau Blanc hops. Okay. We dry hopped with Hallertau Blanc. Uh, yeah, it's called Choose Your Character, and we're going to release it probably next week. Yeah. Assuming that it's been, it's nice and clear and lagered and done its thing. So. And, and ready Gamecraft, to go. we go way back with MJ, who is their lady of all things over there. Um, she used to volunteer for me at the Orange County Brewers Guild, and their brewer, Andrew, Andrew was the original brewer at RIP. Oh, yeah. Beer company. Great brewery. Um, he went over and did beer school and then came back and started Gamecraft. So super nice. cool collaboration opportunity for us to kind of circle the wagons and cool. do something fun. And will that be available online also for sale or just at the brew house? Just at the brew house. Okay. If you call in and order Crowlers, we can arrange that personally direct to you. Wow, you there'll guys. Be, there'll be some draft going around the area, too. We're going to send them some kegs for Orange County. They're okay. in Laguna Hills, and then we'll have some other draft available. But yeah, okay. if you want to get Crowlers, call us, 805-399-BEER. 
And there we, we will make that happen. Easy enough. You can also go to wildfields.com. You can learn about all sorts of things, including the uh, First Freshies program, the membership program. Uh, there's a whole events page. You can see everything there. You can learn about the beer um, and go check it out. I can't wait to come see the location and bowl. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited about, That's pretty yeah. rad. Excited about mini bowling. Yeah. You I should know. have brought the inflatable bowling. I'm sorry. Oh, we could have laid it we right out of the bar. Oh, man. All right, next time, this is an event that could still happen. We could do, <laughs> we this. Can do this. again. Nice little Time's summertime event, maybe, where it's still like well, light outside. We both outside. grew up in the East Coast where we did candlestick bowling. We'll call it candlestick yeah. bowling. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Duck pin bowling. Duck pin bowling. That is a New England thing. Right That's there, a New England. Friend. That's fully New England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it out here. I was like, duck pin. What is that? It's the. Is it the pins are arranged differently, or the scoring? Small is pin, small ball, it's same those, size, well, um, but, but same. But it's a full size. But bowl, not, you do it okay, at the bowling alley. My lane is half the size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's not duck pin. That's mini okay. ball. Yeah, yeah. as yeah. you yeah. describe it. Yeah. Well, that's people ask me all the time, so I'm constantly trying to remind mm-hmm. my brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just drink. <laughs> yeah, I, and then yeah. I drink, and then I forget. So you know. <laughs> all right, Graham. Where are people going to find out more about uh, Free Beer uh, Fridays? They should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Okay, which is uh, youtube.com slash morebeer. I'm sure. It Probably. Some, <laughs> yeah. Go to morebeer.com. There's a link right Search there. Search morebeer, one yeah. word on YouTube, and you're going to no, find it No, just go right to morebeer.com, okay, and it's right there on the homepage. Yeah. <laughs> and you can sign up for the morebeer mailing list at morebeer.com. Oh, sure. You, you can, can do, do all do, kinds of fun stuff. You can do all that good stuff. All right. And some of you uh, already won. I saw some emails. Yes. We, we already had some winners. Nate. We're not going to say his last name on the air, but okay. Nate, and uh, he won both of them, but he only gets oh, to win really? one, so I told, I wrote him back already. You choose. Okay. If he's a brewer already, he wants the second. So the other one's still open? Yeah. Love it. And or both. Okay. He, he hasn't chosen yet. <laughs> Got it. Alright, well that's it for us here on our first live show back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for your patience. I apologize I've been missing for so long, but I do want to give a, a really special shout out once again to Jason Petros, Mr. JP, and Bevo for holding down the fort and letting me keep my bar alive all this time. Um, yeah, they've been just wonderful. They deserve JP, a, a, a massive round of applause. Um, they're not gone. They'll be back here, too. Um, I'm just kind of getting back in the driver's seat to, uh, to, to well, to get back in the driver's seat. Show some what's fun. right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go have another Wild Fields beer before I leave the hop grenade tonight. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with Arizona Wilderness. Bye, everybody. Bye.